Free Talk Live. It's talk radio that you control. And 603-283-6160 is the phone number for you to call to get in on the conversation with us. It's an open phones talk radio show, Free Talk Live. And the number is 603-283-6160. And with you in the studio tonight, you've got me, Bonnie. Oh, sorry about that. I didn't unmute you. Go ahead. And Lori. And... Um, Nikki may be joining us. I'm not sure if she's on her way or not, but um, either way, you can call in and be on the show with us and bring up whatever is on your mind. So if you need that number again, it's 603-283-6160. And we have a lot of good show prep for tonight. There's a lot of silly things, actually, in the news. There's a visitor to a jail, and this one really scares me since I'm visiting Ian in jail all the time recently. A visitor went to jail to visit his loved one, presumably, and got locked in overnight. So we'll talk about that later. But first, we have this story from APnews.com. Michigan to join state-level effort to regulate AI political ads as federal legislation is pending, which I hadn't heard of that federal legislation banning AI political ads. Um, It seems kind of funny. Um... If it's just something like, oh, they needed a background picture for B-roll, like while they're talking about starving children, they'll have an AI (laughs) starving children, you know, um, that would be ridiculous. Um, It's all ridiculous because laws are ridiculous, like humans telling other humans what to do by threat of force is ridiculous, but... I assume it's some idiocracy level, like, deep fake showing their opponent, like, child slave factory behind them or something, you know? Oh, my gosh. So that's probably what they're trying to make uh, sure doesn't happen, even though, I mean, that would be ridiculous. I feel like people should use their common sense to figure out what is and isn't real. But there are lots of people who just aren't used to the Internet at all that fall for those deep fake things really easily. Like, it's so bad. Have you seen videos of people doing, like, showing my mom a deep fake of like Joe Biden and the like boomer generation, they're always like, I can't believe he said that. He said smoke weed every day or something, (laughs) whatever it is. I don't think it's just the boomers. I think it's Mm. people in general. I see people all the time. There was somebody posted a story today um, in one of the groups that I'm in about Mm -hmm. L-cysteine in bread, which L-cysteine is an amino acid Mm -hmm. and it comes from hair products. Oh, okay. So they take like, hair sometimes human hair and animal hair and they put it in acid and um you know it disintegrates and then they distill that down to its essential amino acids and that's what's used as the l-cysteine in the products and so people are freaking out like oh i don't want hair in my food like it's not hair (laughs) kind of freaky though it's i mean it's not the worst thing you're gonna eat yeah if you're eating processed food you're eating gross things anyway bugs if you go to eat at a restaurant you're probably eating people's hair like straight Mm, up hair that's a good point you know so people just believe whatever they see too they don't read into it they're just like oh no there's hair in my bread like they ground it up into hair dust and put (laughs) it in there that's pretty funny um yeah it's i mean it's definitely not just boomers i kind of feel bad when i just pick on just boomers for things like that i'm sure anyone could fall for it i just happen to see videos of people's like older parents or grandparents falling for, you know, Joe Biden saying smoke weed every day. But um, Nikki's here joining us. So hello, hello, Nikki. And we also have a caller. So Gigi from South Carolina, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? 
Hi, everybody. Good evening to all our fellow listeners out there across this good old U.S. of A. celebrating the holiday. Happy Hanukkah. And guess what? My husband and I received a wonderful letter from Ian. Yay. Oh, nice. He told me that you I've wrote him. I've been writing to Ian, and he wrote a fabulous, positive, upbeat, super wonderful letter. He's keeping busy. He's doing yoga. He's reading. <laughs> he is exercising. He speaks to his lovely wife, Bonnie, several times a day, Aww. and he said... He is not freezing. They keep the prison facility comfortable at a good temperature. And he started discussing the war between Israel and Gaza and the Holocaust and expressing political opinions. I was in heaven when my husband read the letter out loud for us to enjoy. Oh, it was wonderful nice. hearing from him, and of course, we will continue to stay in touch with him. Yay. Oh, that's great. Thanks, he did tell Gigi. me that he received, I think, two letters from you, so thank you so much for writing him. That's really sweet, Of Gigi. course, of course, and we just are very, very, what's the word, supportive, because he founded this program, mm -hmm. and my husband and I believe very strongly in free speech, as Yay. all the listeners know, and it was something very important. And when the captain, who I have a secret crush on, all of America <laughs> knows, <laughs> gave me the address, I told my husband, I'm writing. Yeah, I really appreciate that, Gigi, and you're not the only person who has pointed out that Ian is keeping a very positive um, state of mind. That was wonderful to read. Yay. It is All very inspiring, isn't it? engaged in personally, collectively. It keeps his mind stimulated, his body physically fit. These are critical. As the captain has pointed out, you need to have a purpose or several purposes because routine can become very humdrum and mundane mm -hmm. yeah. in any circumstance, right? Right. I, I definitely agree. Um, and it's very cold here in Charleston. <laughs> I'm wearing my husband's socks. I drink hot coffee and hot tea all freaking day, and the heat is on. We're not used to this weather. What temperature is it down there? It's in the 40s tonight. That's too cold <laughs> for my... Listen, I was raised in Miami. Yeah. I'm educated yeah. in California. It's too cold for me. Yeah. yeah. I think it's 28 degrees outside right now in New Hampshire. Oh at my least, God. At least you in where it. we are. I've been this year. You can, ha you can have it, ladies. <laughs> well, thank you so much for the call, Gigi. Did you have anything else on your mind? No, just anyone who's celebrating, have a happy and healthy Hanukkah and soon a wonderfully healthy Christmas. Yes. Yep. Wait, happy do you Hanukkah, celebrate Hanukkah, Gigi? Gigi? Yes, my husband and I, we are both Jewish, and we celebrated Hanukkah, and I gave my husband lots of goodies. Yay. Well, thank you, and happy Hanukkah, Gigi. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, it's always it's really nice, nice to hear from Gigi. She's always in a good mood, like Ian, mm -hmm. too, even yeah. though she's suffering from 40-degree weather. It's so much <laughs> and colder you know, here. Um, I think about this sometimes, you know, like how we pointed out how Ian is just like naturally like being very positive and kind of doing the best he can given mm -hmm. his circumstances, right? And I think about that sometime when I just have interactions with, with other people in my life. I'm like, I can't, like, my friends that are literally in jail 
have a bet like have are more positive than some of the people who have you know all of these freedoms and and can you know they're they're not in jail and they can do whatever they want and i i feel like some people it seems like they just choose to to be depressed or negative mm-hmm. and it's like like i don't, I don't even uh necessarily want to say that they're choosing it but they're not choosing to get better is usually what it is and yeah i'm not saying like oh everyone should be happy all the time just like ian it's takes a lot of work and it's not like he and just, i'm sure he's not happy every single second of the day you know what yeah. i mean i mean but at the same time he's not like faking it he's not just like yeah exactly I'm gonna make the be-. he really is just like i don't know he's a master at controlling his own emotions but it wasn't always that way and we were talking about this yeah. because i was telling him i'm really sad like three weeks ago i was like i just feel like really really sad and i don't know like i can't change my mindset and he was just like uh bonnie you can you can do different you can do this and that and you can try to change your mindset and i was like no i can't because i was annoyed <laughs> because of but, him and and sometimes it is kind of easy to get stuck in that rut like if you're angry or upset or sad like it is easy to be like no like and, and sometimes that can be valuable to either just like cry or like dwell in your sadness for a moment um and, and then but like for you have moment, to move though. yeah like you have to move on and i do think it does take a lot of work to to kind of reframe your mind and like rewire your brain yeah. to look at things in a different way. Like it's yeah. not it's definitely not easy. Um but it's a great it's way possible. to put it. I was thinking maybe I need to like actually like have in um what is it really call it? Like a ceremony with just yeah. marijuana like all alone. Because mm-hmm. I like I'm the thing I'm doing is basically just like, well, I got to just push through and, like, make myself do my dishes, for example, instead of just, like, well, there's going to be some magical thing I can do that suddenly makes me happy. Like, I obviously don't have that. So I've just been, like, drudging through things and not doing things that don't make me happy, like forcing myself to eat. Like, I haven't wanted to eat, which is, like, not like me at all. And, uh, like, just like I said, like, do my dishes, vacuum, whatever. But I was thinking because Cap- or nobody mentioned to me that sometimes he just uh, – when he feels he's sad that he just needs to like take psychedelics to reset give himself a new perspective and i was like okay i really don't want to like do a psychedelic right now like i don't feel feel like that would be like that wouldn't be a fun time but i would um take some what like i guess marijuana is also a psychedelic but like a, a weaker one yeah i would probably do that and just like change my mind but I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud. There there's lots of ways that you can use to help yourself feel better. And over time, I think that if you're that's your goal, then you will get better at doing that. Like Ian, like mm-hmm. the other day, Ian said to me um, that he just misses in this order, me, coconut and his bidet. And then other than that, he's happy <laughs> and he's serious. But not that he doesn't want to be out of jail or anything. He just, I don't know, it, circumstances don't get to him as much. So I am i appreciate that Gigi wrote in yeah. or called in and said that. And that she wrote to him. It's yeah, very it nice. it is really nice. And and I've said this before on the show that, like, freedom starts in your mind. You know what I mean? Like, I think that, like, you could you could have all of the, like, freedom in the world. But if you are in a mental prison of, like, your own design of, you know, like, of depression or whatever, it's like, you're not really free. And it, it, it is possible. It's like almost like, yeah, I know people who are literally in jail that are more free than some of the people on the outside just because of some of the constraints that people will put in their own mind. So. 
Yep, I definitely agree with that. I was looking up... Okay, I found it. If anybody wants to write to Ian and Aria, you can do so. I don't think there's a quick, short version of this link, but if you go to freekeen.com, you can search writing to caged activist Ian Freeman at the Merrimack County Spiritual Retreat. Oh, wait, is this, yeah, this is a new one. And it has information for how to write Ian there and at the very end of the page, how to write Aria. So if you just typed in writing to Ian Freeman, freaking to like Google, you could find that. I'm, there might be a short version, but no one's told me it. And um, I can also post these on our socials. So Twitter and all of that at Free Talk Live. You can go find it there. Um, so tonight... Before uh, Nikki came in, we were discussing the fact that Michigan is becoming the first state It's to join the state-level effort, so maybe it's not the first state, to regulate AI political ads no. as federal legislation is pending. So I'm not sure exactly, like, this is the thing. It, it would be absolutely insane for them to try to tell you you couldn't use, like, an AI-generated picture of, like, a field of flowers just for, like, yeah. you needed some B-roll for your thing. So I'm wondering if it's going to be targeted at any kind of AI or just targeted at, like, deep fake type AI. Like That's what it sounds like. So let's get into it. I haven't read this yet. It says, Michigan is joining an effort to curb deceptive uses of artificial intelligence and manipulated media through state-level policies as Congress and the Federal Elections Commission continue to debate more sweeping regulations ahead of the 2024 elections. Campaigns on the state and federal level will be required to clearly say which political advertisements airing in Michigan were created using artificial intelligence under legislation expected to be signed in the coming days by Governor Gretchen Whitmer, a Democrat. So they just have to say that it was created by yeah, AI? Okay. That, that's pretty easy. That's you I know, mean, that kind of sounds fair. I don't think we need like legislation over this, but right. yeah, it just seems like that would be, you know best practice i guess yeah you know what i mean like as someone creating an ad especially if it's like deep fake style you know what i mean yeah like Lori was saying maybe it's just for if they want a picture of their opponent but i forgot what you said <laughs> standing in front of a child slave factory yeah yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly and that would be a nice thing to do have this is ai generated at the bottom but it's also right. like that might be pretty obvious yeah it, that's what i said i was like <laughs> you know yeah, maybe mean? though some people need to learn to use common sense but Some of them are really, like, I've seen some videos where I, like, genuinely have to, like, stop and think, like, is this real or not? Hmm. Especially if it's something that, like, the person would probably say. Right. There was... Right, yeah, they could make a video of their opponent saying all kinds of terrible things. Yeah. That's, you know, not real, so... Yeah. But But you're like, this is a politician, so they tend to say all kinds of terrible things, so I don't know. Could be hidden camera footage, for all I know. Yeah. Yeah, that's such a good point. If it was, like, oh, on a hot mic... Right. Joe Biden said, I hate black people. I'd probably believe that because of the right. way he talks. I think he actually did people. say that. <laughs> really? <laughs> probably. I mean, he's like a lifelong racist. Well, that's what from, I'm saying. From like when he was like a senator, like back in the day. That's what I'm saying. So like, uh, that's why I would believe it from all the stuff he has said. But I don't know about a hot mic saying I hate black people, but he did imply that black people can't get on the Internet. That was only like two years ago. Yeah. And um, he said that he didn't want his kids growing up in a, quote, racial jungle, just not even on a hot mic, like out in the open. Um, that was a while ago, Considering though, right? desegregation, yeah. yeah. Which, oh my God, he's that old. That's crazy. 
that's, that's the thing. very old. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I forget. I think Mitch McConnell might be older than him, but I saw this video on Instagram and it was the, the video said this was the like, billboard number one song the year Mitch McConnell was born, mm-hmm. which was 1942. And it was like a big band like swing song. Wow, that's so funny. You know I mean? And it's like, yeah, when you think of it, like, okay, yeah, 1942, like, that was like World War II. That was the type of music. But it just really puts it into perspective for you. Like, these people are old as dirt. And they're making laws for everyone They're else. all about to die. Yeah, and they're making totally laws for your children yeah. to follow. Right. Like, that just doesn't seem like it's fair. I used to know the top song when I was born, but I kind of forgot. I, I'll find it during the break. What Do you guys know what the top song when you were born was? Um, I looked it up before, but kind of like you. I did too. I it's forgot. Crosses. Who who sings Crosses? It's like a rap group. No, I don't oh, know. I don't even. Crossroads. Crossroads. I don't know. I'll, I'll figure it out know. later. It's a song I like listened to. And I was like, wow, I've never heard this before. But it's a really popular oh, band. Bone Thugs and Harmony. Yes, it's Bone Thugs yeah. and Harmony. That was the top song when I was born, and I was like uh, a little disappointed. I don't know that that band very well or anything. Not trying to say they're bad or something. If you like them, they're probably better than like the rap that comes out today. Um, six zero three two eight three six one six zero is the phone number. If you have, <laughs> you want to know mine? Yes. <laughs> Get jiggy with it by Will Smith. Whoa. Oh, my God. I forgot he made music. It was like anti-cussing music. That's funny. <laughs> well, anyways, so if you have anything you want to bring up, that number is 603-283-6160. Did you find yours? Yeah. Oh. Uh, I Love Rock and Roll by Joan Jett. Oh, cool. Okay, that's, that's a good the best one. one. You have us three. Much better. Um. Okay, so we're talking about Michigan. This is regulations they're considering putting in ahead of the 2024 elections. They say that deep fakes are fake media that misrepresents someone as doing or saying something they didn't. They're created using generative artificial intelligence, a type of AI that can create convincing images, videos, or audio clips in seconds. There are increasing concerns that generative AI will be used in the 2024 presidential race to mislead voters impersonate candidates and undermine elections on a scale and a speed not yet seen. And, um, you know, there was that guy, I can't remember his name right now. I, I usually, I, I do remember, I, I did know his name, but I can't remember it right now. And he went to jail, I think, for eight years, like Ian, and it's over making a meme that what? made Hillary Clinton look bad during the 2016 elections. So how is that not allowed? Like that is just free speech. That is, it's absolutely crazy. Like what did they charge him with? That is insane. Um, like election tampering, something like that. I I don't know if that's the exact word. Yep. I mean, every single person on my Facebook friends list would be going to jail then, right? Because they're all sharing memes, making memes, well, making fun. You know what I mean? It's not just. It wasn't just that it was like making fun of her. It was that it spread technically a, a lie. But so? I, I think, but still, that's totally free yeah, like speech. That, yeah. It's I can make up a story in the middle, uh, I mean, in the next break that um, explains it more for people. But there's Wait. also new uh, good news that came out about that guy, um, even though he did get convicted. So I hope they're not trying to do stuff like that here pretty soon. But that's that's the thing about regulations and laws, even if it's something that, like we were saying, like, oh, it does. it's not that this is, like, a terrible thing, like, to put 
this was created by AI on the bottom of the screen during an election ad that was created by AI. But the thing about that is now there's new laws that can be used to throw people in jail for absolutely ridiculous thing. things. Yeah, when you when you start mandating things, you know, it can be start to be misused. Right. Why, why wouldn't... That's the thing. Like, we don't utilize... What's the word? Um, just making things not be accepted in society. We don't utilize yeah. that very much at all anymore. And shunning. Yeah, shunning. That's what I but tell Stu. I'm like, yeah. I wish that people would just shun each other. That'd be yeah. great. Just shun somebody. If I feel terrible, like that's, that's just... literally how it used to be in society. Yeah. Like, if we go back to, like, you know, the 1600s in Massachusetts, when people came over and maybe they had a different religion than them or they didn't like them, they would just be like... We shun you but from, that's what I was gonna say. from like Plymouth, Massachusetts. Yeah, get out. We're Anglo Saxons <laughs> or whatever. You're Catholic and you're Irish. We're and you that's know. the thing. That's and obviously like that's kind of immoral. So that's what I course, think is like I think that we've moved in a good direction, but sometimes you move in a, in a good direction away from a bad thing, and then you go way too far the other way. Exactly. Like, yeah. And I think like For obviously, like obviously, like it's not cool to be racist, but like. If Catholics, so like with my example with the Anglo-Saxons, the Catholics people, came, the Catholic people came over and they're like, you have different traditions than us. We don't, you know, we don't like what you believe in. You have a different religion. That's not very tolerant, but in order for them, they didn't want to coexist with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. but So like not a, like- not a cool, not really a cool thing to do, but it's like. I mean, it's not like using force to kill someone if they're not Catholic, but it's just like I think it's really messed up whenever people really think like they can control people who don't live in their house. Like, yeah. Oh, I don't appreciate that you have that couch on your front yard to use an example of Ian's wife. Yeah. Um, so we're just going to, like, use... I mean, they, they use the government against Ian for the couch on his front yard, but I, I don't know. I think people should just get over what other people are doing um, if it isn't something that really affects them or isn't, like, a big deal, but we should be shunning for things instead of using the government, like in this situation, for the AI ad. 603-283-6160. What do you think? More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. This hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Tired of the ever-inflating U.S. dollar? You can live your life on Dash instead with some handy websites. BitRefill.com has been accepting Dash for years and has a ton of big-name retailers and brands including grocers, gas stations, phone refills, Amazon, and even prepaid MasterCards. Plus, many of their gift cards are available at a discount. But what about paying your bills? Spritz.finance can do that, and they can send dollars to your bank account in case you still need those for some reason. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges, including the decentralized Maya protocol, and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash.org. It's 
Free Talk Live. It's talk radio that you control. And 603-283-6160 is the phone number for you to call. That's 603-283-6160. And you can call that if you want to get in on the conversation with us. It's Free Talk Live. And with you in the studio tonight, it's me, Bonnie. Oh, sorry. I didn't unmute you guys again for some reason. <laughs> Lori. <laughs> and Nikki. Sorry about that. But I just wanted to tell you about Dash. This hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash, digital cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Rising fees have made Bitcoin useless for purchases, but Dash continues to have fees less than one cent per transaction, and its features ensure Dash is undefeated in the, as the most useful cryptocurrency in the marketplace. From a technical standpoint, Dash transactions are irreversible, and its network is protected from... 51% attacks by their chain locks technology. There's no need to wait for a confirmation before considering a Dash transaction complete, so it's great for merchants. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges, including the decentralized Maya protocol and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. And a big thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit dash.org to learn more about Dash. That's dash.org. We have been talking in the first segment of this show about Michigan. They are going to be one of the states, I'm not sure exactly how many are doing this, that are joining an effort to regulate AI in political ads. So if a political ad has, um, you know, what's his name? I don't know, that strong one. I forget his name. I was trying to make a, a joke about the politicians, but I pay so little attention to them. I can't remember their names right now. Oh, yeah. RFK body slamming oh, like right, a child yeah. or something. <laughs> and it's AI. Well, they have to write, this is AI or this is a deep fake or whatever at the bottom of the page. So, or something like that. And if they don't, they could be facing probably violence against them or whoever made the ad could be. Um, this is from APNews.com. Michigan to join state-level effort to regulate AI political ads as federal legislation is pending. They say that the Republican National Committee in April released an entirely AI-generated ad meant to show the future of the United States if President Joe Biden is re-elected. Disclosing in small print that it was made with AI, it featured fake but realistic photos showing boarded-up storefronts Armored military patrol in the streets and huge increases in immigration creating panic. Oh my god. Immigration. That's ridiculous. What have, what have, have you, you ever seen? How do you show that in a video? I, I don't know. Just like brown people walking around and white people <laughs> screaming. <laughs> it's just, that's what I was going to say. Like, what kind of like immigration panic actually happens in the United States? Like, people standing around like panicking. There's so many Mexicans here or something. That's just ridiculous. But um, they should be allowed to, you know, make whatever ad they want. And then people should be allowed to make the decision that they suck if they want to. In July, never back down a super PAC. What the heck is a super PAC? I don't think I've ever heard that. A PAC is a political action committee. But I didn't know there was such a thing as a super PAC. Okay. In July, never back down a super PAC supporting Republican Florida Governor Ron DeSantis used an AI voice cloning tool to imitate former President Donald Trump's voice. Oh, I remember this, and he didn't know it was AI, I think. 
making it seem like he narrated a social media post he made despite never saying the statement aloud. Okay, so Donald Trump did say the thing on Twitter, but, but he, he didn't just say didn't it aloud. say it out loud. Okay, so. Experts say these are just glimpses of what could ensure, ensue if campaigns or a- outside actors decide to use AI deepfakes in more malicious ways. Is that supposed to be scary? Yeah. We, we made him say a glimpses. thing that he actually said. Yeah. yeah. I know. It's like if, if I, I don't know, if somebody showed me one of my tweets that was really bad and I was like, yeah, well, I didn't say it out loud. Like, <laughs> yeah, like kind that of a cop out. Yeah, right. I didn't ever say it out loud with my own mouth. This keeps reminding me of, you know, those like how they would take like Obama's voice and like make him sing a song. <laughs> that was like the original like AI. <laughs> I don't That's know. That's just like what it reminds me of. Like they'll do it with, like Obama and Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. And they'll just like, but they'll take, I think it's things they're actually saying and they'll take like snippets Alex from Jones. like speeches. Oh, yeah. Right. They'll I know take, the like, Alex snippets. Jones ones like the DMT, the DMT. Yeah. One. But I see what you're saying. And then like auto tune it or something. Yeah. Yep, that is basically the same thing. Like, somebody could be like, wait, and then it's you like, really said that? Yeah, it's like, wait, Obama didn't really sing that song? Yeah, but that's kind of a good point because it's like <laughs> people used their brains and didn't vote thinking that Obama sang some silly auto-tuned YouTube yeah. video song. I mean, I voted for Obama because uh, I thought he sung Fly Like a G6. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was like, wait. Yeah, I did it. You're like, wait, did you really? Because I couldn't even vote for Obama yet. My no, first yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah, I probably wasn't even old enough. Yeah, my first time was 2016, and I was 20, I think. Um, but it says experts are saying that is just a glimpse of what could happen, what the terrible things that could happen. It says so far, states including California, Minnesota, Texas, and Washington have passed laws. Regulating deepfakes in political advertising. So they've already done that. Similar legislation has been introduced in Illinois, New Jersey, and New York, according to nonprofit advocacy group Public Citizen. Under Michigan's legislation, any person, committee, or other entity that distributes an advertisement for a political candidate would be required to clearly state if it uses generative AI. The disclosure would need to be in the same font size as the majority of the text in print ads and would need to appear for at least four seconds in letters that are as large as the majority of the text. In television ads, according to a legislative analysis from the State House Fiscal Agency, deepfakes used within 90 days of the election would require a separate disclaimer informing the viewer that the content is manipulated to depict speech or conduct that or conduct that did not occur. If the media is a video, the disclaimer would need to be clearly visible and appear throughout the video's entirety. That's a little weird. Why would it need to be... Oh, the disclaimer, sorry. Okay, I see now. That was saying that the generative AI would need to appear throughout the video's entirety. But basically, I just think this is something that is kind of silly altogether... Like, yeah, people, some people could get, you know, deceived by it, but then the other people could make a statement like, I didn't say that. And then it kind of makes them look bad. Like, this already happened, actually. It was um, not the one from July. I'm pretty sure it wasn't the one from July because that seemed on purpose. But DeSantis's campaign was saying that Trump did or said something that he did not do or say. And then it turned out that it was AI and he had to, apolo- to apologize. When it just makes you lose credibility. Right, exactly. So that's the thing. Like, 
you know, Donald Trump was able to respond and be like, that wasn't, that didn't happen. That's AI. And then they, he yeah. was like, you know, it's easy the enough to handle these things. You know what I mean? Like, and, yeah. and that's it. He's like, okay, that wasn't really me. This is proof that it wasn't me. And now you look like an idiot. And what they could do is just talk about what they're going to do and how they're going to make things better instead of just slamming their opponent right. the entire time. Yeah. That like, is what I, they usually yeah. do. That whole culture of like, I'm going to slam my opponent. They do it with like restaurants and mm. and politics and just everything. And it's gross. Sometimes it's funny. Like you have to make the other person look bad so you look good. That doesn't say a lot about you. Yeah. Sometimes no, I completely agree. It can be funny sometimes with like restaurants and stuff. I, I can't think of exactly the brands, but whenever brands like do that really edgy advertising like Burger King's Twitter is usually really funny and they make fun of McDonald's. Sometimes that's funny. Yeah. But, but that's also but like playful. fast food compared yeah. to like right. politicians. It's not politics. Right. Human beings, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how it started though. Like it started yeah. there and then politics was like, well, let's just do that too. Like, well, it worked for Burger King. Yeah, so. Right. yeah. <laughs> so true. Um, well, there's a lot more for this article, but basically I feel like we already have our opinions. We know what they're planning to do and it's probably going to pass because – I think those other states, there was like five other states that already passed those things. Um, before uh, you were here, Nikki, Lori and I were discussing, is it mostly boomers that fall for fake AI? Like, yeah. I see a lot of videos where it's like, oh, me showing my older parent a video and it's Donald Trump or not Donald Trump, like Joe Biden literally saying like, I smoke weed every day and stuff like that. And they're like, oh my God, he really said that? It's right there in the video. Like, I, they believe it, you know? Yeah, they don't understand. But I could believe that younger people would be falling for it, too. It's yeah. just people like to prank their older parents well, on TikTok and stuff. And that's the thing. Like, it depends, like, how believable the statement is, I guess, and, like, yeah. how good the AI is. This um, was smart the people are. The one yeah, I'm referring is, like, oh, my God, it was referring so to bad, yeah. so not believable. It wasn't yeah. just him saying, like, I smoke weed every day. It was, like, him going on and on. Oh, he was talking about, like, being on... Like, beating people in, what's that video game, um, the war video game, Call of Call Duty, of Duty yeah. and just being absolutely ridiculous, and or like, on a stage, like, at a pulpit, and it was so funny. And the old person, whoever it was that was watching it, maybe, like, a grandma or something, they were just like, oh, my God, I can't believe he said that. And I don't know. I, I, they should I, have known that it was fake because they were coherent sentences. Right. <laughs> That's a good point. Also, like, these people are voting. Right. Wait, I, I can know. we talk about that? Like the people yeah. who like watch a video of Joe Biden saying that he's smoking weed or whatever. They these people are voting. Do they still outnumber everybody else? Probably, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, what with the boomers? Mean? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Cool. Of <laughs> the voting population at least. Well. So. <laughs> I still think- not like it matters. Who what like what are our options right now? Like it, it doesn't even matter who wins because they all suck. Oh, I okay. The, I kept true. thinking that the guy who went to jail, prison, for a meme, I kept thinking his name was Matt, but no, it's Douglas Mackey. And um, this website's not coming up. So this is just from the United States Attorney Attorney's Office. It says, social media influencer Douglas Mackey. I didn't know he was like an influencer. Sentenced after conviction for election interference in 2016 presidential uh, um, race. There is an update, but just for anybody who doesn't know about this story... I'm going to read what the FBI or whatever. No, this is um the Justice Department, I guess. 
the yeah Department of Justice. I'm going to read what they said about him getting you know put in prison for this. It was October 18th, 2023. I thought that that was I thought it was way before way before that. Um, so Doug, maybe it was just like he got convicted a while ago and this was he finally got sentenced. That's probably what it is. It says defendant attempted to trick voters into believing they could vote by text message. That's what it was. That's why that's why they're saying it's worse than just, oh, you said something mean about Hil- Hillary Clinton. It was He went to jail over this? Yeah. He made a that meme. That is so crazy. That said something. Well, I'll I'll tell you exactly what it says instead of trying to guess. It says um so it says Mackey was convicted of the charge in March following a 3-week trial. Breon Peace, United States Attorney for the Eastern District of New York. Okay, all these other people, all these stupid um, lawyers, it says announce the sentence. That's a long freaking sentence to have to make me read just so you can list all your names and get creds. So stupid. Quote, one of the foundational rights we hold as Americans, a right that many fought so hard to obtain, is the right to vote. The defendant weaponized disinformation in a dangerous scheme to stop targeted groups, including black and brown people oh and women, from participating no. in our democracy. No, and I and I hate this, and they always do this, what? where wow. they want to pretend like women and black people are stupid. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, no. That's what I got from that, too. Yeah, exactly. It's like white, like 40-year-old white men aren't like the superior intelligent population. You know what I mean? And the like, it's, it was the same thing with the... Um, needing ID to vote or whatever or or whatever they wanted to do or like the in-person voting how they didn't want to do the mail-in voting they're like oh it's it's discriminating against black people because they're too dumb to be able to use a computer like no they're not right yep you're just I racist mean, uh what's his name bill oh my god joe biden actually said that i can't yeah. remember politicians did, names yeah. today. yep he was like they they can't get online they don't know how to get online something like that it's, it's like I, and it's like also like how disconnected are you from like what is really going on? Even like the poorest people have like cable and internet these days. You know what I mean? Like it's and if not, it's very accessible and yeah. subway and you know Target. and like a smartphone. Like everybody has a smartphone. Everyone. You know, it's like just use your your data or whatever. It's like it's just so out of touch with so, reality. I just reading ahead a little bit. I can see why they said that he was like targeting black people um if if you look at the the exact text of one of the images like he was trying to make but the thing is i think he was using i don't know if it's the same as targeting black it doesn't it shouldn't be illegal i don't think this should be illegal but i i think that it's not as much that he just didn't want black people to get to vote as he knows that the majority of black people are Democrats and he's using that um, whole like he's just using marketing against them. Like it's popular to make images that look like that, that people will share because they want to look woke and and they're helping out black people. So here's what it says. For example, on November 1st, 2016, in or around the same time that Mackie was sending tweets suggesting the importance of limiting black turnout. Oh, wow. OK, so I guess he said that. I mean, we would have to know what the tweet said. That's what the freaking FBI is saying, you know? It says, The defendant tweeted an image depicting an African-American woman standing in front of an 
African-Americans for Hillary sign. The ad stated, avoid the line, vote from home, text Hillary to 59925. But seriously, if you see a meme online that says text Hillary to (laughs) 59925 and you really believe that that's how you can vote for president, like, oh my goodness, like, do you deserve to be running everybody else's lives by voting? Not really. Says, and vote for Hillary and be a part of history. The fine print at the bottom of the deceptive image stated, must be 18 or older to vote. One vote per person. Must be a legal citizen of the United States. Voting by text not available in Guam, Puerto Rico, Alaska, or Hawaii. Pick your That's, American Idol. Yeah, right. Yeah, I know. It's right. like, it sounds like American Idol. How would they think that that would work? Like, how would they think that the government would be able to know that only one person was voting? Like either way, it's, it's just so like stupid. I don't know. Like even if people were falling for it, it's like this doesn't warrant you, any you, sort of criminal charges. That that's all. It's on literally you. like a meme. Right. It's the internet. Even if he was like, oh, I hope people like fall for it. Even if that yeah. was his intention, even if literally said, doesn't matter. Even if he said, I hope black people fall for it. It doesn't. Yeah, exactly. It does it shouldn't make him spend? I think eight years. No, in that's prison. insane. No. That is so insane. And um, like it's not like I'm saying that's a good thing to do, a nice thing to do, anything like that. But I, I think people do also need to understand that when you're voting for Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump, Gary Johnson, it doesn't matter. You're voting to control other people's lives. So if we're going to talk about morality, you know, neither side is really moral here. It says, um, on or about Election Day, he was using a slogan frequently used by Clinton that was hashtag I'm with her. And thousands of unique telephone numbers texted Hillary or some derivative to 59925, uh, that text number, which had been used in multiple deceptive Campaign images tweeted by Mackey and his co-conspirators. Uh-oh. It was a conspiracy, too, so he's going to get conspiracy charges. Several hours after tweeting the first image, Mackey tweeted an image of depicting a woman seated at a conference room typing a message on her cell phone. This deceptive image was written in Spanish and mimicked a font used by the Clinton campaign in authentic ads. The image also used a copy of the Clinton campaign's logo and the hashtag I'm with her hashtag. This case was investigated by the FBI. Well, does it say how long he went to jail? What? Was sentenced to seven months in prison. I thought that it was a lot longer than that. I don't know why I thought he got like eight years. I mean, years. even that is insane. It's insane, yeah. But I thought that he got like years because in the middle of it, I guess this was um, October, so he went to jail. But the new update to it that I was going to bring up was that he got um, let out pending his appeal. So that's a really good thing. Um, even if he's not like a very good person, maybe he just absolutely, maybe there's proof out there that he really hates black people and he's not a good person and I wouldn't like him in real life. He doesn't deserve to be in a cage yeah. for speech. That's just all that is. I don't care if he yeah. mimicked a font Hillary Clinton used. I don't care if people fell for it. He said a thing. Other people didn't use their brains and tried to vote via text because of a meme they saw online. Right. I have a problem with a lot of the people being punished for other people's actions. You can say whatever yeah. you want. Like right. there was that um, girl that told her boyfriend to kill himself, and yeah. he did. Yeah. And she went to jail for it. Mm-hmm. She yeah. didn't kill him. He killed himself. 
Yeah. So I don't, you know, people should be responsible. This That's where all these problems stem from. Uh, lack of education and yeah. lack of responsibility. Personal, absolutely. Personal yeah. responsibility. And that's yeah. the thing that we could use shunning. Like, it's absolutely messed up and I wouldn't be friends with or tell that girl it was okay that right. she told her boyfriend to kill himself. And she really was like, go do it. Like, you're yeah. being an, you're being a p-word you're you're n- n- like you need to go do this like she was really convincing him i still don't think that she de- deserves to be in jail because no. he killed himself he did it himself she wasn't even in the same room or anything right um it's absolutely ridiculous so yeah she it, should this be is shunned. same thing she should be she shunned. Should. everyone should just exile her from right society yeah but and i don't know how long she got but um I, I did not know that that was only seven months. For some reason, I really believed that it was a long time. I was trying to see um, any information about the um, guy getting out pending appeal, but it's just kind of hard to do that while I'm uh, sitting here. Um, but he says, I'm gratified by today's ruling and look forward to the Second Circuit's resolution of the important questions presented by my appeal. And he posted that to X. Oh, I hate using that term. I was hoping that he would just change his mind and decide to turn it back to twitter uh elon musk yeah i hate calling it x it's absolutely stupid but yeah so he did get let out and i'm happy about that that's that's that update on that guy douglas Mackey, who's in jail for a meme and um i you know i don't i don't care that somebody tries to make somebody else lose an election it's just like hillary clinton's a disgusting lady you know, it's the most disgusting thing about Hillary Clinton that I hate more than, like, anything she's ever done when she, like, had power was um, when she was a defendant, a public defender, right? Okay, sorry. A public defender, not a defendant. Um, there was this little girl who was, like, eight and got raped to where she almost died in, like, the middle of nowhere in Arkansas. Um, and she, Hillary Clinton was the defender of the men who were accused of raping her. Mm-hmm. Well, Hillary, Hillary Clinton didn't just, like, you know, do what she had to do because she's a public defender and I understand all that. Like, well, you know, you got to sign to this. You got to be the defender. It's not like I'm like, oh, she shouldn't have taken that. No, everybody deserves counsel because, you know, he's um, innocent until proven guilty. But she went out of her way to, like, do all these disgusting things like yell at the girl tell the girl she's a liar and she's like eight year old who got raped and almost died i didn't hear about this she i can't remember like all the details but whenever i read that story i was like i hate her she's like disgusting like she went above and beyond yeah like absolutely traumatized that that's like because she's a demonic lady now right yeah Yeah, that's like really really sick yeah i hate hillary clinton she's like a gross person sucks so i really don't care what somebody does to her like almost at all nearly yeah. nearly in, at, at all well that's the thing it's like okay shunning we don't like you because you're a bad person so right. you know he's gonna make this meme right telling people to text to vote for you <laughs> you know what i mean it's like i just i can't believe that that's something that somebody went to prison over even if it's seven months or whatever it's not not a whole year nobody deserves to be put in a cage for that well more coming up um on free talk live here in a second because the government that runs our country and runs our lives is asking the important questions does a potato count as a vegetable (laughs) the new polarizing food debate coming up next on free talk live don't go anywhere 
Eleutheromania, the insatiable desire for freedom. It's the new three-song heavy metal EP from Captain Kickass. Available now on your favorite music app or get it directly from CaptainKickass.com. Sorry, I don't know why I keep only unmuting myself when I come in, but... So selfish of you. So there is <laughs> me in the studio tonight, Bonnie. Lori. And Nikki. And I wanted to tell you guys about ForkFest 2024. Join liberty-minded volunteerists, anarchists, and libertarians from June 13th through the 16th for the 8th annual ForkFest at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. ForkFest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which has sold out in recent years. ForkFest happens the weekend before the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and ForkFest is decentralized, which means that there is no ticket cost and no one is in charge. All you have to do to join the fun is reserve your camping site, RV, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 13th through the 16th. You can find out more at the unofficial website, forkfest.party. You can also connect with other attendees on the ForkFest Telegram and Matrix chat rooms as well as the ForkFest Forum. You can find links to those at ForkFest.Party. We hope to see you there June 13th through the 16th. ForkFest.Party. And so in the last segment, we were talking about AI and boomers and a man that went to prison for a meme in 2016. Well, that he made in 2016. And now he's out on appeal, so that's pretty good. And now, the next thing we want to tell you about is, I think you said it was Colorado? Colorado, yeah. Um, banning fat shaming or something like that. Oh, that's lame. <laughs> something like that. So This is from thehill.com. It says, Colorado to ban fat phobia, discrimination in workplace and housing. Several other states are looking at similar laws. Lawmakers in Colorado, America's healthiest state, are expected to pass legislation that bans bias based on fat phobia to prevent employers and landlords from discriminating against those who are overweight. Fat phobia hmm. is defined as the aversion to fatness or fat people. How could you even prove that? It's just, it's silly anyway. I, you know, I go out in the world and I see people. I don't see any employers um, not employing fat people. That's a good point. Yeah, I, I mean, unless it's... People. um. I don't know. Like, I'm sure, I'm like sure, gym, like, some... Maybe. Yeah, or, like, I remember I worked at a restaurant once, and then it, like, dawned on me, like, a few months into working there, like, every, like, all of the servers, like, all the female servers were, like, blonde hair, and then all of the male servers and bartenders were all, like, brown hair with a beard. Like, they, everybody looked the same, and I was hmm. like, this is kind of weird. He probably so did. I'm, it, it Whoever did, hired people probably had a preference. 
yeah yeah like you could tell and it was the same hiring manager like you could tell this guy like just was more like whether it was like subconscious or not he was attracted to this type of people yeah like if i I don't think it was conscious either i mean Hmm. it might have been but Hmm. it was just like a weird would have been a really strange coincidence but yeah that's pretty funny but yeah plenty of fat people are employed there's plenty of fat people that are employed and then this also opens up doors to things like say you are a server like a server job and someone comes in who weighs 400 pounds and wants to apply for the job, they're not going to be able to do the job. No, yeah, it's like, like you can't well, even fit without... in the dish room. You know what I mean? Like right. you can't fit in the small spaces right. that like it would just be like uh, impractical. And, and even if you could fit in whatever, in, in the entire room that you need to be in, it does say something about you unlike your skin color. Like you yeah. being 400 pounds says something about the way you act and conduct yourself right. more yeah. than, oh, you were born with this skin color, yeah, you know? Nobody was born 400 pounds. Yeah. But you can't even do a lot of jobs without serious accommodations, and then you're going to make your choices the problem of employers or landlords. Mm-hmm. Like, they have to build a wheelchair ramp for you because you can't walk anymore. Or oh, like, my goodness. You know, or, like, um, give you special... You don't have to do all of your duties that your coworkers would have to do. Because your knees are you, yeah, hurting. Yeah, because your knees hurt, or you, like, physically can't fit into a space. Like Nikki said, like, the dish rooms are real small, tight spaces. It's just silly. And, and that's the thing. Like, I understand um, there having to be, like, ramps for people with wheelchairs and stuff like that who are definitely, like, customers. Like, I understand that. Um, I don't think people should be uh, threatened with force over it. It should be, like, a shunning thing. Like, oh, those people refuse to put a wheelchair ramp over there for my friend that has a wheel- wheelchair. Like, I'm not going to shop there anymore, you know? Right. But um, I don't understand people being forced to give any kind of accommodations for somebody that they're being forced to hire that is just terrible mm-hmm. like if you would just rather not uh, like you it's not necessary if you hire than the other person so you choose to hire them instead of this one it's pretty messed up it's, like it's just going to become like affirmative action where yeah. oh we have to have a certain number of fat people now so i can't give the job oh, to yeah. this person who is better for the job i have to give it to that person over there because they have a higher bmi like it's it doesn't make any sense and i'm sorry but no. i've been saying for a long time that like really fat people like to complain that their lives are really hard for like just getting made fun of and stuff like that but not only is it like in their control so that's what one part that annoys me but i would say being like super skinny got me the same amount of things they complain about like when i was in high school i was like 80 pounds in um 11th grade and 85 pounds and i would go to like all the stores all my friends shopped at and just like there weren't clothes that would fit me in some categories which is the same thing that like you know fat girls would complain about only the thing is like they would specifically be like brandy melville chooses to make small clothes they don't do that anymore because that's super unwoke nowadays i'm really tall i have a problem finding Hmm. clothes too i got made fun of for being tall everyone's Mm -hmm. made fun of for something and and, like other girls would be like are you anorexic and i'd be like no I just don't eat meat or anything that's good for me, and I am, I guess, starving technically. Well, and, like, really, like, it's easier to lose weight than it is to gain weight in most cases. Hmm. Like, with people who are, like, very thin and they just, like, have, like, a really, like, you know, hyperactive thyroid or high metabolism or whatever. Um, I mean, we're talking about people who are, like, obese, too, not, like, oh, you're overweight. Like, no, you're, like, three, four hundred pounds. Like, you're... 
you had to try yeah. to get that fat. Like you, you don't, that's not just like, oh, I have a slow metabolism or, oh, I'm kind of like, you know, I don't really, yeah, you know, PCOS exercise. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. That's like a slight increase yeah. in your weight. That's not 400 pound status. And something yeah. I hadn't thought about until um, just before the show, Lori and I were talking about this. Um, if I buy something that is like, uh, like my size compared to something that is a 4X or whatever, 4XL or whatever, they're going to price that item for the amount of fabric it takes. Well, they should, yeah. For, yeah, for it to cover the cost of the 4X. They're not going to price the smaller one for a reasonable price for, like, you know, my pants fitting one leg of the the biggest people's pants. No, they're going to, I'm basically subsidizing, you know, like, mm-hmm. The small, smaller sized people who are buying the same outfit are subsidizing the bigger people because it would just be embarrassing if it was like, oh, the large in this is $10, the extra large is $11. People would just be like, ugh, I have to pay more because I'm bigger? Yes. Because you take more fabric. Yes, because you take yeah. more fabric and more work. Yeah, it, yeah, it's pretty crazy. I, I never really thought of it like that. Like, now yeah. I feel super there's, marginalized. Um, <laughs> there's so many, um, like, videos nowadays where, like, fat people will be like, this is what it's like to oh travel God, yeah. as a fat woman. Uh-huh. And they're just like, all these airlines, like, need bigger seats and, and all this stuff. And they like, I need to ask for a seatbelt extender. And it's embarrassing. And I requested... I, you know, I messaged the airline before, like when I booked the tickets to please have a seatbelt extender. Wait, you're lucky they even make them. Yeah, right. Like you're lucky it even exists. Make your own fat airline. Yeah. Yeah, Like I just don't. And they're like bigger seatbelts. It's just crazy. Or it's just like, um, buy two seats. I don't know what to tell you. It's first class. Like it's not the rest of our, it's not my problem that you're obese. Including people who are working. And all you have to do to lose weight is to not do something. You just don't eat as much. Yeah. It's like you eat (laughs) 10,000 calories a day. Why just don't get. Do less of that. Just do less of that. (laughs) Like cut it down to like 2,000. Yep. roughly like the rest of us right and you'll be fine yep and i can totally understand that food can be somewhat of like an addiction but yeah. i bet those same people wouldn't be happy if they had to accommodate for people who were like addicted to meds right. issues yeah. all day and they it's shouldn't like, have to i they're, they're i requested to be like, i'm not yeah. gonna carry narcan because of yeah. Yeah. addicts but you better have seatbelt extenders for yeah me. it's like i requested that there would be a crack pipe <laughs> waiting for me <laughs> On the airline. I, I was too embarrassed to ask in front of people. Now I had to ask in front of people. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no one else is doing this. You know, it's like so many people have like legit diseases and it's like no one's this unreasonable. It's just like, I don't, the, the fat entitlement that has like developed mm-hmm. and I now had, we're making legislation over it. Yeah. Like what? I had yeah. a very obese fifth grade teacher who was like super mean and um, she had us like all in trouble one day because this is actually really kind of sad and I wasn't taking part of it but there was this girl and this boy in our class that were really really poor and even like smelled bad and there was like this thing where the kids were being like uh don't I think they were calling it I don't think it's the cheese touch but there's this thing called the cheese touch from yeah I don't think it was that I think they were just calling it cooties and I'm mixing things up because I don't even know if that book came out that day but anyways they were saying like, oh, don't you're you're gonna get Justin germs or whatever her name his name was and, and the other girl germs. 
And um, that came to the attention of the teachers. So she sat us all down and talked about bullying. And everybody was kind of all. This is what really pissed me off so much in public school, especially elementary school, was like, I hated being in trouble for other kids. The whole class had to be in trouble because some kids were doing that. But so she talked to us. The degradation of personal responsibility. Right. That's so true. Yeah. So um, starts in preschool. Mm -hmm. The teacher was telling us about like bullying, like she was getting onto us for bullying because of that whole thing. And then she started saying like, I'm I'm fat. Listen, I I know I'm fat. I'm obese. But the reason I'm this way, you might look at me and think I'm lazy or something. But I'm not like I had cancer and then I had to lay in, in bed for a long time and then I got really fat. But it's just like Doesn't, other people do that and don't. Skinny? Maybe it wasn't cancer, but some well, disease. Whatever. I mean, I don't know what maybe, it was. Yeah, maybe I know. Just eat less calories. If you're expending less calories, eat less calories. Yeah, that's and all it, there is to that. It's I just like know. you know, so many people who gain weight for some medical reason and then they. It lose it again yeah yeah i don't know and it's like i'm not saying we should like bully people because they're fat but but it's not my responsibility either yeah right you know i I just like i think about that all the time i'm like i don't know i think she really wanted us to feel like there's like absolutely no way she could have been not like 450 pounds there was just no way but is that all from the article about the um what is it colorado right yeah, it's in Colorado. Um, so it says, fat phobia is defined as the aversion to fatness or fat people. The law aims to prevent landlords from denying rentals based on weight limits and to implement workplace accommodations for overweight Americans. So that's another thing, denying rentals due to weight limits. Say your house literally can't support that kind of weight. So a bathroom, you are you have a giant ceramic piece of furniture, basically, mm-hmm. the tub. And then you fill it with hundreds of gallons of water. Yeah. And then you put another 400 whatever pounds in there. Maybe the house can't take that. Wow. I'm just like. So do you have saying to build you can't do more that anymore? You cannot have weight limits in your house. I haven't even like ever thought about that needing. That is crazy. Like I, I, I'm like. Yeah. I I've know. never fathomed that someone would be that fat that it's like the weight limit is like 500 pounds and you have exceeded that. Right. Well, I, I often yeah, or step like into elevators. the. Oh, yeah. yeah. I yeah. think about it on elevators, but sometimes I, like, get into the uh, bathtub, and I think, like, oh, my God, what if it fell into the next floor right now? Like, that'd be so scary. But I don't know. I have Even then, I wasn't thinking about, like, oh, that's actually possible with some people. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> but oh they're going to make that illegal? That's absolutely unfathomable. Yeah, so you'd have to put, like, extra supports in your house so you can rent to this what? person because now you can't deny them. Well, Whoa. and it's like, no, if you break my bathtub because you're so fat, like you're paying for that that's a problem right yeah, that's a problem break toilet seats like yep, breaking crack- toilet yeah seats. that's pretty common seats for yeah too big mm-hmm. i know people personally who have done that i do too that's and they weren't even up. that fat oh that's crazy that is crazy yeah well how fat do you have to be because like this one girl i know Maybe she's like 300 big. pounds yeah that's kind of fat though that's yeah yeah <laughs> i also watch my 600 pound life <laughs> yeah yeah so like, like my really standards fat. for like really fat has has gone up I re- um, there was one episode. I don't watch the full episodes. I watch like the clips on YouTube. Just you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Keep me occupied sometimes. I might do and, that. Um, like tonight. There was a 26 year old man, 26, and he weighed 940 pounds. Oh no. my goodness! And he there was like a scene that That's they like showed. A horse. How do you almost weigh a thousand pounds? Like how? Yeah, that's crazy. So and there, there's a scene where he's in a wheelchair, like crying, because he's like, "I'm in so much pain," and it's like, "Dude, it's hard to feel bad for you. Yeah. You weigh 
almost a thousand pounds. You did this to yourself. Yeah. That is absolutely crazy. And yeah, it is hard to feel bad for him. Yeah. I still do feel bad for him that he's in pain, but I don't feel like it's not his fault or that yeah. bad for I don't feel as bad for him as I feel for someone who's just born with a disease that makes them yeah. in pain, you know? So that's how I feel about all addictions. Like, I have empathy for people that are addicted to food or heroin or yeah. whatever, but I don't, it's not really, it's your choice. Yeah. You're making the choice every single time you do the thing. Yeah. You are making a conscious choice yep. to give in. And I think, um, like, the whole rhetoric, especially with, like, substance abuse, the whole rhetoric of... um oh, it's a disease, it's not your fault. Uh, The 12 steps where they're like, you have no responsibility, God. You know, like that's the whole thing. And like that's the thing where it's like, I didn't ever, I'm never going to wake up one day addicted to heroin. Yeah, like you had to do that. Like you have to do the thing before you get like legit addicted to it. And it's like, yeah, you could have had so much trauma and like so many things. Yeah, predisposition, like all these things, like that's real, but like, to tell people that, oh, your brain is just different than everyone else's, that has created such a society of people who are now addicted to things because they think, like, oh, well, my brain chemistry, like, this is something mm. that is completely out of my control. Yeah. I'm predisposed to diabetes. You know what I do? I don't eat Oreos and stuff. Like, yeah, I, I, don't, I just try day. to eat good. Yeah. <laughs> no, and it's like with anything, you know? Yeah. Right. So, like, it, it's the know. same thing as depression. Like, there was yeah. absolute proof that, uh, last year, and people were still fighting with me on Twitter about saying, like, I was like, oh, I, I always knew this was true. Yeah, of course. It's not true that, oh, some people are just born with a imbalance in their brain and they're always be depressed and they always need SSRIs. Like, I just have never believed that. And it no. came out to be true. I'm sure the SSRIs cause an imbalance in your brain. Right. Oh, yeah. You and, know what I mean? Like, yeah, you were fine. Yeah. Yeah, you were fine until you started taking all of these drugs to, like, mess with your brain chemicals. Mm-hmm. And, and, I mean, like, antidepressants work for some people and that's, that's fine if, like, that's how you want to handle that. But, yeah, the rhetoric of oh, it's a chemical imbalance in your brain. Your brain is wired differently than everybody else, and there's nothing you can do to control this. That is absolutely doing a disservice to people, and the reason why that rhetoric was even created was to make people dependent on substances. So they can, you know, have to keep buying this for the rest of their life to feel like they're going to function properly. And also just because, like, it benefits the government so much for people to feel like they're victims and other people need to take care of them because... If they get in that state about something, then they'll feel about it. They'll be more likely to feel that way about other things, including like, oh, I can't um, be in, uh, be responsible for my own safety. I need somebody else to do it. So I yeah. guess I'm going to have the government do it, you know. That's what all government systems are designed to do is to make people feel like they need someone to tell them what to do. Right. Yeah. The school systems, the government jobs and stuff. Like I worked um, in 2000, a long time ago. I worked for the census, and mm. it's just a whole bunch of hand-holding. You were, yeah. like, knocking on doors? No, I worked oh. in the office. I was, like, one of the supervisors for the door-knocker people, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just hand-holding. It's just hand-holding everything. Like, they turn in all their paperwork, and you have to, like, go over it, and you have to have little meetings with them constantly hmm. about how to knock on a door and ask questions. And oh, my yeah. goodness. Infantilizing everything. My dad, he was in the military for, like, 27 years or something like that. And he was getting in trouble a lot towards the end because he was like, listen, there are like certain ways they want us to do things and they want us to do that exact way, even if 
I realize, oh, there's a better way to do this. And I start telling my clinic, like he was a medic, like we're going to do it this way because it's better and faster and more efficient and makes more sense. Well, then he would get in trouble with his higher ups who yeah. were like, no, you're not I'm doing sure. And he couldn't like convince them like, oh, well, what if we change this and start doing it this way? It's better for my like the thing was we lived in the middle of nowhere. So they had the same rules for everyone in the country that had a similar job, even though where, where I lived was just different in lots of ways. So like they were just like if if I don't know, it's just ridiculous. I don't have an exact example, but that's what the government is like, like in every yeah. single little bureaucratic um office that's what's going on if somebody tries to do something a better way well no you have to check all the checklists in order Mm -hmm. and that's why these systems (laughs) are like so archaic Mm -hmm. because there's no ability for like growth and development common sense no innovation you know there's no innovation at all and when people are in there like when people hold these positions that do have some sort of like creativity or some sort of like brain and they're not just like, you know, mindless robots and they try to like innovate or do things that are, you know, like, oh, this will like increase productivity like you would with in any other like business or industry. Yeah. They get punished for it. It's yeah. like, no, you're just supposed to do things exactly the way like this is just the way we do them. And maybe we can change it, but you need to apply to the committee and, you know, you need to go through all of these, you know, safeguards before we can even implement any change so it never happens or or it takes like years or to happen in the military they're just like we thought we basic training this out of you yeah continue yeah. slave you know <laughs> well and it it's kind of said. like the same like even with like hospitals like you might think those are private entities but they're not because they are so heavily regulated yep. by the government it takes so much government that, money yeah and it's like if any nurse was like oh i'm gonna do this a different way because it's better for the patient it's like no you can't because it's against hospital policy and we can't change hospital policy until we ask all of these people's permission and at that point it's like well it's irrelevant because this patient is not my patient anymore you know what i mean like it and the people that they ask don't even know exactly yeah they're not in that field exactly there's just some person it's a a huge joke the whole thing is a huge Mm -hmm. joke so the article continues, uh, fat acceptance is a growing trend in the U.S., with major cities enacting legislation to protect those who are overweight. New York enacted a similar fat phobia law last week as U.S. obesity rates continue to increase. Massachusetts, Vermont, and New Jersey are also considering similar laws. The Rocky Mountain state is the skinniest in the country, boasting the lowest obesity wow. percentage at 25%. I was wondering that. I was going to say, so only 25% of Coloradans are um, fat. It makes sense. It's like such an outdoorsy place. Hmm. But I was I was wondering if New Hampshire was one of them because I started thinking I used to live in San Antonio, Texas. So I see a lot fewer fat people now than yeah, I did when I lived there. We have like a very different diet up here, I think. There is um totally a, a noticeable difference between how many fat people are there and here. So I wondered if this is like the skinniest state. We should find a list. Um, Whenever we come back, we can bring that up. 603-283-6160. We're going to continue this story about fat acceptance. Should you go to jail for rejecting fat people? 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. More coming up. The Shire Free Church offers a sanctuary to those seeking an escape from state churches. The Shire Free Church is an interfaith, diverse group of people that may not share identical theological beliefs. 
As a member in or minister of the Shire Free Church, you are a sovereign individual and may be the faith of your choice. We don't claim to have all of the answers. We are open to all peaceful people. We want to learn from each other. What unifies the Shire Free Church and its diverse members is peace, love, and liberty. There are many paths to God, one for every individual. The Shire Free Church does not define a specific path beyond these parameters that must be your foundation. Peace as your way. Love as your guide. And liberty as your light. Learn more at church.shiresociety.com. That's church.shiresociety.com. that you control 603-283-6160 and with you in the studio tonight you've got me bonnie Lori, and nikki i unmuted you guys this time <laughs> i wanted to tell you guys about the amps program free talk live does a thing called the amps program and it it stands for advertise market promote and support free talk live i've been saying that wrong and a lovely fan of ours uh, texted in the chat at um, Odyssey, or is it Odyssey? Um, Element, I forget what they call that. Uh, Matrix. They texted in the Matrix chat to let me know that I was saying it wrong. I was saying that it it's for amplifying marketing, promoting, and supporting Free Talk Live, but no, it's advertise, market, promote, and support Free Talk Live. But you know what? I think people got the point. So you can go to amps, A-M-P-S, dot freetalklive.com if you want to learn how you can sign up to help us and support the show and i just like to, i would like to thank glenn nielsen who is it looks like a gold level amplifier thank you so much glenn nielsen for helping promote the show and if you would like to do um like glenn you can go to amps.freetalklive.com in the last segment we were talking about Fat acceptance becoming compulsory in Colorado, the skinniest state. So weird. Do we have more from that article? Yeah, there's more. Uh, The Rocky Mountain state is the skinniest in the country, boasting the lowest obesity rate at 25%, according to data from Trust for America's Health. In contrast, West Virginia, the unhealthiest state, has a 71% obesity rate, which is crazy. 71%. Alabama? Um, West Virginia. Oh, West Virginia. That's a lot. That is crazy. The most obese U.S. states lack laws against weight discrimination. However, five of the healthiest states are proposing anti-weight discrimination laws. Crystal Hartman, an activist with the Obesity Action Coalition, expresses that the initiatives will foster greater acceptance for overweight Americans. Wait, did you say that it was 70% are obese? Because here... 71% obesity rate in West Virginia. That's so weird that this is that off. Okay, I'll I'll just... I I assume that's right. I was going to get a whole um, article about, like, like if we wanted to see, like, where New Hampshire was and everything, but... This one is so off. It, I just can't believe that it would be that off. It's um. What are the years though? Forty percent. Yeah, I, I didn't find that. Oh, it says because I'm sure it's drastically increased. Oh, really? Yeah, but this says forty percent. So that's like way off. So I, I just don't trust this one all of a sudden. 
but at least according to this one, it says it's ranked number 38, like, no, it goes in order of most obese to least obese, and it says that New Hampshire is 30%. I also think, like, the, um, like the actual qualification for obese, like, the BMI standards mm-hmm. isn't, I mean, it's not always super accurate, so I'm wondering, like, where they're getting this data from and, like, what their definition of obese is. I remember when my father was getting like life insurance or something or like health insurance he isn't super tall but he's very muscular like he works out has probably like if we're talking about like percentage body fat probably has a a rather low to average percent of body fat Mm -hmm. and they were saying based on his BMI because literally all BMI is is you know like your weight and your height it doesn't take anything else into into like the factor um he was obese in his whatever it was going to go up. So he had to like lose like 10 pounds for the, for the exam just so his rates wouldn't go up. But, and if you looked at him, you'd be like, this guy is not obese. Like he looks so healthy. He's just muscular, but muscle weighs more than fat. Mm -hmm. So I feel like this article must just be off because this is trust for America's health. And it says it's the 2023 numbers. And it says that um, West Virginia is at 41%, Louisiana 40.1%. So I feel like that article is just typoed or something. Maybe. It's so weird. Or maybe they're using like different metrics. Yeah. That's just crazy to think of 70% of people in a whole state being obese. That is a lot. That's crazy. Oh, All right. So. I'm just being autistic about that because I wanted to get, <laughs> I don't know, down to the bottom of that. But you can go on. Crystal Hartman, the activist, says, just to humanize this disease... And to take away the blame and the shame that is incredibly important. What's the disease? Take away the blame and the shame. Yeah, Yeah, they want to take away the blame and the shame. That's not a disease, but Uh okay, continue. It's incredibly important, (laughs) just like it is all the other types of discrimination that these laws are looking to abolish. This is a huge step forward for us, and we really hope that this is the start of a grassroots effort across the U.S. So weight stigma, weight bias, and weight discrimination is a thing of the past instead of part of our present and our future, she said. Colorado aims to pass the fat phobia legislation sometime in 2024. You know what, like, makes me the most annoyed about this is, like, the USDA food pyramid. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're like, oh, it's a disease. No. You're literally, if you look at the food pyramid, like, the biggest portion of it is, like, processed carbohydrates, which we all know should not be the bulk of your diet. Like, the bulk of your diet should be things like meats and vegetables, but instead, they're telling people to eat an ext- like a very, you know, highly processed diet. And then you send your kids to public school and then they're eating highly processed food. And then, you know, people don't know how to cook food. So then they're feeding their kids all of these processed foods that are super high in sugars and, and carbs and, and subsidized. Yeah. And so it's a- like if you're on food stamps or if you have WIC, like these are the things that you are allowed to buy with... And- Lori yeah. was pointing out before the show when we were talking about this article about is a potato a vegetable that at school they they considered at least for a while I don't know if they still do pizza a vegetable at public schools yeah I remember that yeah because the the Michelle tomato Obama. sauce yeah. oh that's that was what it was yeah I don't know I'm assuming yeah it was the tomato sauce that's so because nothing else on that is a vegetable right that's crazy well we have a caller we have Chuck from Washington what's on your mind yeah um. I've really thought a lot about this uh, whole American obesity thing ever since I, I, I was over in the Army in Europe for like five and a half years, 
and I uh, was in Norway for a while, hmm. and uh, Oslo, and I was amazed to see how, how many people were not obese. There was zero there. Yep. But there uh, was a, uh, <clears throat> you know, another observation I made about that uh, place was uh, the price for alcohol. Uh, the price was uh, uh, marked up for uh, food that was bad for you. So there was economic incentive for people to buy healthy food there, and that's just the opposite over here in the United States. And then the sick thing is they do this kind of capitalistic, controlled capitalistic uh, type of approach on people's access to healthy food, and then they have doctors that make money off of it. <laughs> and then you know what? They have doctors and lawyers working together to represent people who get in accidents because of their unhealthy physical condition. You see the path that I'm going down here. Yeah, absolutely. It's, so they, they profit um, off of people being fat. Yeah, and yeah then, it's sick. And then the pol politicians are shareholders in these yeah. pharmaceutical companies who yeah. make you the drugs that you need to take after you get too fat that your heart gives out. And... So it really is... Uh, just the way our system is, the perverse uh, system that we live in right now that I, I think helps enable this uh, uh, psychological condition people have to let themselves deteriorate. I mean, I, I, at this point in time, I have had physical injuries, and it looks like my stomach, I gotta, I'm hiding a basketball in there somewhere. But uh, I'll, I'll tell you, um, I, I'm not going to become a liability to myself in my recovery for my injuries and you know the, all that, uh, and I think there, that's a lot of uh, where this comes from too. People get in a hole and they just can't get out of it, uh, whether that be the circumstances they had uh, made conscious choices to make, or a car accident, or what have you. Um, I think that should be considered too with this uh, this uh, situation too. Um, well, and for but, uh, some people, it's actually like difficult for them to be healthy and for them to not be obese because they just have absolutely no clue how to eat healthy. Like I think of that, um, exactly. like when I think of like Weight Watchers and stuff like oh, that yeah. or like Nutrisystem, like those things Lying where it's like, them. and it's like when you look at it, you're like, okay, all of this food is crap. Mm -hmm. Like this is all like processed garbage. Like none of this food Sunflower is healthy. Seed oil. It's all like high in calories. Yeah, and, and it doesn't teach you how to eat well. No, it doesn't. And it's like, well, it's, it it's sad to yeah. think about like some people like genuinely don't know. Like, cause for me, it's so easy because I'm like vegetables mm. meat you know like like things that aren't processed like i i keep a relatively very clean diet and to me it's just so simple but there are so many people that i know personally who cannot even fathom it because they've been brainwashed essentially and especially if you're going by like government standards of health like I mentioned earlier, where the bulk of your calories is supposed to come from processed carbohydrates. Like they're telling people that wheat bread is healthy, even though it has a very high glycemic index in, in all of these things. And it's like, yeah, how that's are you supposed to lose weight? Bank. What was that's that? What's available? You know, I said that's what's available at the food bank. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, there's so that when too. You see, yep. When you see people uh, go in there that, that are uh, morbidly obese to get their ration just think about are they really doing themselves any good with what we're doing here as far as giving people or or making because now that person the way it works right now is the the people that are in in that condition they they might as well have smoked 30 uh cigarettes for the last 50 years 
of their life and they're 60 years old dying of cancer. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They're, that's that's what we're paying for. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess. Okay, thank you very much, everybody. Thank you. Thank you so much for the call. I'm going to look at what um, Washington ranks here because I figured it out. While um, we were on the phone with Chuck, um, I figured out where they got that 74 number. 71. Or oh well, maybe that is oh okay yeah they just we know like it says seventy four here ugh but still I I still think this is um it's closer yeah, yeah. more likely where they or prop likely where they got this number from or it has something to do with it because it says that it's seventy four point four percent of adults in West Virginia have obesity or are overweight it, oh this is twenty twenty two so okay, that's so maybe, probably yeah went up three percent just anyone over the um, normal BMI. Yeah. Because yeah. I think obese for the BMI is Maybe technically like, like 30. I think. 29.9 yeah, th- or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Overweight is 25 to 30. Oh, it and says then, plus um, or minus 1.3%. So that okay. has something to do with it, right? It's gotta. Um, so, yeah, there's lots of states that have at least like almost 70%. Like, it seems like there's not a state here. Yeah, there is not a state here that's in the 50s. Like, even New Hampshire, which we're saying, like, you don't walk around to see that. You don't walk around to see a crazy amount of fat people. Okay, like, you definitely do. You definitely do see fat people here. So, I don't know. I just feel like I saw more in Texas. It, um, it doesn't seem like one of the more unhealthy states It in that category has 66.9% plus or minus 1.8% of people who are obese or overweight. It's kind of disingenuous for them to count. The overweight people, because yeah. nobody's discriminating against somebody yeah. who has 20 pounds to lose. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's the thing, too. And I think the majority of people are probably overweight. Unless yeah. you're in West Virginia. I guess so. <laughs> More, wait, majority of people are probably overweight, you say? Yeah. Probably in America. Like, um, he pointed out, um, Chuck did, um, our last caller, that when he was in Norway, he said, you just don't see fat people there. Ian said the same thing about being in Japan. He said he would sit there and count the fat people. And I'm pretty sure he said, like, none of them were, like, actual Japanese people. They're, like, tourists. It's like that in a lot of places because of their diets. Like, they eat whole food diets. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I don't understand how people could think that the food pyramid is correct anyway. We're we're just animals. Yeah. Human beings. And, you know, thousands of years ago, we didn't eat bread Mm -hmm. and pasta and mcdonald's or any of that stuff we ate vegetables and nuts and seeds and um you know plants and the occasional meat but if you tell people like oh um you know you have a a gluten intolerance right so it would be better off for you if you stopped eating bread they will literally like most people in america i'm sure would freak out and be like i I, there's nothing i can eat then And it's like really would, because there are I'd like thousands of food. I would yeah, not but still, do it's it. like there's like thousands of foods that you can still eat, right? But people yeah. are like, so I'm gonna starve. I think that, I'm just gonna starve to death. Like, no, you still have like an array of food to choose from. It's yeah. just these are the ones that probably aren't great for you. I believe what Jay Noon was um, saying. He thinks could be the case. He thinks that. Like, he's really always talking about how bad Roundup is. And he's like, yeah. I think that's why people think they have gluten intolerance. Yeah, it's the glyphosate. Because they have, yeah, Roundup yeah. all over their um, stuff here. But in, like, yeah. other countries, they eat bread all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, France. Yeah. If you just go to France, you're eating bread and butter with every single yeah. meal mm-hmm. in, in your croissants. Because, you're not well, getting sick because it's not sunflower seed oil well, not bread. Even, not even just that. Like, the seed oils aside, there. there are 
literally like they are poisoning our food yep. with the pesticides, with the glyphosate, with the Roundup. Yep. And th- those things are literally banned in Europe because yep. they are poisonous and are toxic to human beings. Sorry. So not only that, there's also like the Red 40. That's banned yep. in most European countries. All of these, or they use real sugar. They don't use corn syrup. Yeah. But corn is heavily, heavily subsidized in the United States. So most of our sugar, well, most of our sugar that we're consuming in, in processed foods is corn syrup. And they're mm-hmm. not eating Wonder Bread. You know, they're, no, yeah. exactly. they're eating like bread. sourdough and yeah. like real bread. Like real you, bread, yeah. Actual bread is just water, flour, yeast. Yeah, that's it's not it. like, that's look at the ingredients. There. Look at the ingredient. You can't even buy a loaf of bread in the grocery store that has like four ingredients right. in it like it's you so would if you make. made it at home. Everybody should that's stop buying thing. bread. That's the thing. It's so easy to make. Or but if you look at it, there, there is, a, and most grocery stores, the ones in the freezer section are usually good for you. They're made from just, yeah. like, sprouted wheat, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so they're t- just as good as any other. Like, yeah. one time, somebody at fucking Great, the restaurant that we eat at, or used to eat at until it closed in Keene, um, is a pho noodle restaurant, get it, um, was asking if there was any bread that's, like, even not bad for you at all, and I was like, oh, there's, like, the Ezekiel bread, it's, it's sprouted wheat, mm-hmm. and then he was like... Well, there's no way that's like good though, and just like, like you know, wouldn't listen. to It's like all right. Else. Well, then just never eat bread ever again if you're right. just gonna completely no, no, disregard. No, they're not gonna do that. They're anything. just gonna be like, oh well, I'll just eat the bad for you stuff because yeah. Like, I'm sure well, and I can't that's the thing else. too. It's just like people love excuses, right? You know right. what I mean? Or okay. they'll be like, oh well, that the Ezekiel bread's too expensive. Yeah, and it's like okay, well, I just eat paid less of it. five cents. I just paid five cents to make this loaf of bread. Right. Yeah, hmm. it's super That's cheap and super I mean. easy. Yeah. It takes like 10 minutes. Most of that time is just waiting for it to rise. Yeah. And Which, you and just, you're literally just doing nothing. And then you just put it in a pan. Yeah. And then you cook it. And Lori is <laughs> just like an incredible bread baker. She made this cinnamon raisin bread one time. Oh, my God. That was so amazing. Was that like made Thanks. from scratch? Yeah. That was so amazing. Yeah. It was like if you made a cinnamon roll into bread, and it was so good. But is there any more from that story? That story, that's it. Yep. The government wants to come after you if you can be... See, here's another thing. It's a thought crime. I was going to say, if you can be proven to be... Um, race, Not racist. Um, Fatphobic. Like, Fatphobic. Yeah. There we go. That's yeah. the word that they were using. That is now which is a, a word. misnomer anyway. I'm not scared of fat people. Right. Oh, yeah. my God. Is anyone scared of fat people? It's Maybe. ridiculous. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. I guess that's a good point. Somebody might be <laughs> scared of fat people. It's I can like see, like, a... children being scared of fat people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Really, really fat people. Like, yeah. the 600 pound I mean, pound it is kind of, like, scary. Yeah. Um, or just, like, you get, like, a crazy anxiety when you see them, because yeah. I could understand that. When I was a, a kid, my, my best friend's mom was, like, 600 pounds, mm-hmm. and whenever I would go over her house, I was always really freaked out. Yeah. yeah. Like, I wasn't scared of her. I was just really yeah. nervous. Like, yeah. One time we were, um, we went with her. She was like a home health aide. I don't know how. Yeah, and that's a, yeah. Yeah. She okay. just kind of sat She's like there. a living nurse kind of? She just kind of sat there and like babysat the house at night. Yeah. Made sure nobody, nothing happened. But we were just sitting there and a blood vessel exploded on her foot and like blood shot out of the top of her foot. Oh my from, God. Just from the pressure of her skin. Yeah. That's crazy. And it was so scary. I was like, what is happening? Oh my that's God, that awful. is seriously scary. I didn't even know that that could happen. I just I became fat phobic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is so crazy. I've, I've never heard of anything like that. Yeah. We have a caller on hold, unscreened caller. You're on Free Talk Live. What's your, what's on your mind and what's your name? 
My name is Robert on Daytona Beach. I have on my mind uh, what your topic is today concerning food and obesity. Um, I'm going to have to ask you to uh, turn off the radio in the background really fast before you continue. I uh, hear me uh, just shut that off. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much. So you're, you want to talk about obesity. What did you want to say about that? Yes, yes. Uh, I think uh, the cause for obesity is that uh, people are hungry, but really I want to make a public service announcement about a discovery I made recently. Okay. And I've been, I've been experimenting with it. It's uh, putting food by without refrigeration. Uh, the old way, uh, the way uh, uh, the Europeans, people from Europe, and probably all over the world have done and are doing. How are you doing this it? Knowledge is, this knowledge is not being passed on to Americans so much. Uh, what you, you do is you ferment cabbage. It's the best example is for sauerkraut. Mm-hmm. I love sauerkraut, you can too. Put, yeah, you put the sauerkraut. The uh, cabbage, you cut up and you process it in a way to make sauerkraut fresh so that it's a living uh, food and it's not cooked. And that's and so good so for you, good. too, for, like, your microbiome. Right. Like, your overall yeah, health. It's, it is very healthy to have fermented foods in your diet. What, what else, though? Like, is that the only food that you've been experimenting with preserving? Is there uh, other types of things that you're preserving? Well, I look at... I look on uh computer, I don't know if you want me to tell you the reference, but uh this one uh person I follow uh uh shows a variety of uh ferments and uh the particular uh sauerkraut recipe I've been thrilled with is one that has cabbage, carrots and uh some other thing, uh and uh it's okay. It's a vegetable. It's okay. Anyway, and and would it be? Uh, uh, I guess I'm not really prepared to tell you exactly what's in it, but I'm ex- experimenting, and uh, I just made a batch with hot pepper, Ooh. cabbage, and uh, if you like hot pepper, then that's something else. Yeah. But you can put different kinds of vegetables in there, and uh, you just leave them on the counter. I've had it on the counter for over three days now, and it's just delicious. It's just, you got to follow the process, and the only danger is you got to follow the process strictly yeah. and uh, not contaminate it. It's a pr- process that Americans just, I was never aware of this. Not, none of people I've ever I've grown up with ever uh, seemed to be aware of this. Yeah. I've seen people process food, but they don't they don't uh, do it by uh, just fermentation. Yeah, it's I definitely so wasn't, good. you know, like told by my grandma how to do it or anything. And I should probably learn before like the grid goes down or something like that. But there are actually a lot of people in New Hampshire that do classes and they're like, this mm-hmm. is like a canning class, a fermentation class. I see it all the time. Kombucha. So I could totally learn that yeah. at some point. But And most of it's really not hard. But I agree I, with you. Like this wasn't passed down to me from like my mom. My mom did not know how to cook really you know what I mean like my mom wasn't teaching me about sourdough and how to make kombucha like those were things like either like Matt had looked into it and he taught me or I was just interested in it so I 
I Googled it or I watched YouTube videos or I read a book on it or listened to a podcast. Like, there's just so many ways to learn. And I think, especially like the sourdough, like people think sourdough and kombucha and stuff like that, it's going to be so difficult. Mm -hmm. And then you learn how to do it and you're like, wow, this is so easy. I just need to like remember to feed the starter Mm -hmm. or whatever. You can make it out of the air. Yeah, exactly. Like you can just make it, you know what I mean? What do you mean? You can make sourdough out of the air. Yeah, you can catch the yeast. You can get a wild yeast from the air and just make sourdough. That is crazy Mm -hmm. and really cool. And there was, you know, speaking of classes in New Hampshire, there was a class on how to do that. Wow, (laughs) that's really cool. Yeah, I hear about that very often up here in New Hampshire. So there are definitely people trying to spread that around. And it, it, it seems like an important thing to know. I mean, I love sauerkraut. I'm just lazy i guess so i've been buying it from the co-op and they have this really good brand that's like all living and fermented and stuff and really freaking tasty and kind of like it sounds like what he's describing like there's some with jalapeno in it that's really good there's a more bright ginger and carrot one that's really good i don't know i like that stuff there's also like secret ways not secret but um old timey ways to actually refrigerate things with like holes in the ground mm-hmm. like different yeah, techniques they used to yeah, use yeah salt preserve things and- right people should probably use or learn that stuff before you know they're without electricity 603-283-6160 it's free talk live more coming up free talk live that you control 603-283-6160 is the phone number that's 603-283-6160 and with you in the studio tonight it's me bonnie Lori, and nikki and so a couple segments ago i was teasing to you guys the listeners that the government is on the case of a very very important issue Don't worry, they're going to figure it out for us. All you have to do is let them figure it out. We need to know, is a potato a vegetable or not? And that's what people out in D.C. are figuring out for us, which is just absolutely ridiculous. It says, botanists count potatoes as a vegetable. But should Americans? (laughs) What? What? They reckon like botanists aren't, um, like there's no American (laughs) botanists? Yeah, so there's that. And it's like, okay, if this is like, a vegetable, if it's technically a vegetable, then why would we classify it as anything else? Oh, why? Yeah, why would you? I don't know. I I, I could see people being, if, if the botanists were just wrong, yeah, you should disagree with them if they're wrong. But it doesn't seem, to, in my opinion, if all other roots are considered vegetables, then yeah, it's a root. It's a vegetable, yeah. like a carrot, right? America is based on no reels, only feels. Yeah. <laughs> for everything. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I just thought that was like a really strange, like two first sentences for this article. It's from the Wall Street Journal. I mean, these are the same people that are classifying pizza as a vegetable. Yep. Right. Probably. Says the U.S. (laughs) Dietary Guidelines Advisory Committee has sparked the question, setting the table for a round of spud sparring among scientists, potato growers, potato lovers, me, and parents. (laughs) 
kids especially want credit for veggie eating or eating veggies in the form of fries, which, okay, it's not that it magically becomes not a vegetable. It's just that you're smothering it in heated up, um, you know, corn oil or sunflower oil or soy bean oil. Mm-hmm. And that's why it, beca- it becomes bad for you. It's still a vegetable. Right. If you take a baked potato and pour oil all over it, yeah. it's still bad for you. Yeah. So that's, so that's ridiculous. I mean, but yeah, you could, and you could say the same thing about like broccoli. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. You know anything. I mean? Just use butter instead. And that's why, like, most people are like, "I'm eating a salad. I'm healthy." And it's like you just drenched it in like <laughs> croutons and salad dressing, and like six pounds of cheese, it, and it yeah. could have been healthy, croutons but you just ruined too. it. Yeah, croutons are overrated. I, I've <laughs> always hated croutons, and like other kids really like croutons, and I never understood that. But we do have a caller on the line. Um, unscreened caller, what's on your mind? Hello, my name is Mark from Western Pennsylvania. I was uh, enjoying the the conversation, I, and I had an idea. What what if uh, a politician, you know, is uh, a good person, and they get in there, and the lobbyists offer these offer them money, and they uh, they allow the food industry to put chemicals in there to make make us addicted to this food, and and like in in West Virginia. They take away, you know, the coal industry, and people turn to drugs, and they're depressed and alcohol, and and what if this is just corruption, and and big pharma doesn't want us to get better because then they, they wouldn't be able to sell us a lot of drugs, and American medical, they just treat the symptoms as they go along with big pharma. What if corruption is deeper than I realize? It absolutely is. It's a great thing to it's, wonder. It's deeper than any of us could even fathom. I think. Because we're not like, you know, terrible, evil people. I I think it's a great thing to wonder that to yourself and then look for information that could tell you maybe if it's true or not. Thanks for taking my call. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, Mark. Um, I think he's on to something. Absolutely. I think that, like, if you look into, for example, like, who has stocks in pharmaceutical companies? Probably yeah. people who also, you know, are doctors and work at hospitals and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. The same people who have stocks in oil companies. Yeah. And I think, you know, he gave the example of like, oh, what if someone started off good, became a politician, and then like got corrupt based on like bribes. But I think um, some of these politicians are also like not only bribes, but I think they're also like probably being like threatened and coerced in other ways. You know what I mean? Um, Especially if it's like really big things like oil and the pharmaceutical companies and you know these things yeah, that they'll like kill people yeah like that's yeah they'll like threaten your family and all sorts of stuff and i'm sure but you know like, if you're gonna go you... against the grain in a big way then i'm sure there are ways i think at that point it's like you're a, still a bad person if you don't get out of it like if if yeah. they threaten you absolutely say okay i'll quit if they don't let you like uh, that seems unlikely why why wouldn't they not why would they not let somebody who isn't going to play their game, doesn't want to play their game, just quit. Like, I, I, I feel think like that's you could probably just get what out. they want, right? They're like, no, get you, like, you, right. you know what I mean? They want someone easy like, to control. Never speak about it. That That's fine. It's not immoral to never speak about it. I'm just out of here and I'm not going to do what you want, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I just don't see it. It's It doesn't make sense that it would be like, oh, really good people become, or become politicians and then, like, you know, everything's out of co- their control. They can't help that they're just, like, making everyone's lives worse and worse and worse. Oh, you know, with it's what seems like very intentional things. No, it's probably just that they 
are bad to begin with if they would accept yeah. those bribes. Like, I'm absolutely. I'm sorry, but like, and I think a lot of people lie to themselves. Probably either either they're just like genuinely like just evil, mm-hmm. or um, or there's a lot of like self deception going on. And the other thing is, a lot of these people are already in like families that are extremely bad people like the bushes yeah and all yeah, of the presidents true. that they're related to and all of them yeah, it's like hereditary almost it's yeah, like in their well, dna not just that that could totally be the case too but i also just think like they're just continuing the plan you know yeah. like yeah i don't know probably one of uh bush and sorry sorry like um so his mother's side um laura bush's ancestors was a um <laughs> i forgot what it was I forgot exactly who he was all of a sudden. I learned this yesterday, and I was like, that's crazy. But he was a person in, like, the 1800s that went after, or maybe, like, the 1600s that went after Muslims. And he said some quote, and then years and years later, in 2001, George Bush said that quote about eradicating Muslims. So, like, that's not an accident. There's no possible way. No, that's weird. he wanted to eradicate Muslims, and he like this this ancestor of George this Bush. Dude. Yeah. Whoa. That that's is weird. Freaky. Like it I can't freaky that's not because it's like part of the plan. Did you know? he know that that person said that, or is it some weird like otherworldly? Like I don't like, know. Like, is it synchromysticism, so or is it on purpose? That's always the question, right? It, but either way, it's like either way, that's creepy. Right. That's weird. And um, it's also just weird to think, like, back in just 2001, people were saying, like, we're going to eradicate the Muslim problem, and yeah. they were the president of the United States, and no one cared, you know? Yeah. So weird. I don't, I don't know if that's exactly what he said, but it was something close enough. to that. Not even that they didn't care. They were on board. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. They were totally for it. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. But we were talking about something much lighter than that. We are talking about the government deciding whether or not potatoes are vegetables, and they're just... Hard at work on this, you know, subject. I mean, it's not like they want to consider it a fruit, so it seems like it's not going to be that big of a or deal. Like a starch? Yeah. Like, what do they want to consider um, it if it's not a, a starch? I assume, yeah. Ian told me about this, um, and I think he said it was grain, like a grain. It was a grain, like, but it's not. I I don't know. I know corn. It, corn is a grain, and it's nothing like a, nothing like corn. So. And also, like corn isn't a grain, though. I I totally really? reject that corn is a grain. Oh. <laughs> I don't I, know. They, they probably, cla- to me, I, I would classify that as a vegetable. A corn? Corn, I think so, yeah. I kind of see I mean, I wouldn't from. say, like, oh, it's, like, a really healthy vegetable, but Isn't I'm sure it was. oil made from corn? Um, ve- there's, no, one, actually, yeah, there's corn oil. There probably is, but I think vegetable oil is really <laughs> usually canola oil, which or is soybean. made from rapeseed. Yeah. If you go to, like, the grocery store and you get what the one that is labeled vegetable oil, is it's usually soybean Rapeseed? Rapeseed, yeah. That's a vegetable? Is it a vegetable? I don't know know what rapeseed is. Isn't it a grass? It has yellow flowers. Yeah, it's like not really food. It's a grain. So I don't know. I guess it maybe is a grain. But the thing I'm saying is like, we're not not making such a huge difference of like, oh, it's not a potato. It's a mineral. No, it's just (laughs) like, it's it's either vegetable or grain. Like that's such a little. Maybe maybe it's an animal. Classification. (laughs) Oh, that would be kind of a cute if they could like, you know, move. (laughs) Well, they are saying here, they say, white potatoes, which come in various colors, are classified as starchy vegetables. But the committee could uproot potatoes from the vegetable bin and toss them (sighs) in with a broader category of 
rice, other grains, and carbohydrates as the Departments of Agriculture and Health and Human Services weigh updates to national diet guidelines for 2025. You know, you know what I think is so weird about this? It's just like these people really put a lot of stock in what they say. Nothing mm-hmm. physically will change about potatoes if you mm-hmm. categorize it differently. Yeah, that's right. so true. Like, And it's like I don't really care. You yeah, who I mean? cares what they say? Some people. I'm still going to eat potatoes. <laughs> I love potatoes. I'm going to start really growing them. One yeah. thing about potatoes that is like kind of a Ray Pete. He was a doctor. It's kind of like a Ray Pete. Um, full, you know, part of his philosophy that they say is that it raises your body temperature to eat potatoes, so it's good for you. I don't know. Oh, okay. Like, it's why? I've heard that. Virus. I don't know why it is. I my my first guess was just that it makes you so full, like you feel full for for a yeah. long time after you eat a potato, as opposed to something else. Maybe like it takes corn. a lot of metabolic activity to break it down. Hmm. Maybe, but for some reason, in Ray Pete's world, it's good to be warm. Like people even like yeah. wear caps like to bed and stuff, which I don't think I could get behind. I don't want to be that warm. But how would you get it to stay on? In your sleep? Yeah. I think that I probably could. I sleep with my hair in braids, and they don't come yeah, apart. Yeah, but that's like just a thing on your yeah. head. I think yeah. it would come off. Well, some people sleep with bonnets. You know, it's if it oh, has yeah. like the elastic oh, it'd have enough, to be, like tied on or something. Really, yeah, yeah. Like, elastic. Then it probably could. I don't know. I would hate to be that warm in my sleep. I'm just like picturing Bonnie sleeping with like a cow- cowboy hat on. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't sleep with the hat. I sleep with braids. I said. <laughs> I know, but Uh-oh. the the point, the like, uh, the suggestion was uh, to sleep with a hat. Well, you know, it's like. <laughs> In old-timey pictures of somebody who was supposed to be in pajamas, they'd have, like, a nightcap. Yeah, the nightcap, yeah. Like, what was the point of that? But I the think because they didn't have heat. Hmm. Yeah, oh, maybe that, that, yeah, maybe that was that they just didn't have heat in their house. That yeah. makes a lot of sense, it's 40 actually. degrees in here. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, one thing I noticed that me and Ian are always talking about is if you ever see a really old video of, like, there's, like, this one that it was, like, fixed up by AI, but it was a... It, it wasn't just an AI video. It was a real video that... AI kind of fixed up, made it look better quality um, since it was in the 1800s, but it was a video of people walking around in San Francisco. And Ian and I were just like, why is every single person wearing a hat? Like, that's so weird. Every, yeah. like, why, how did we go in 100 plus year, you know, 115 years, I, I don't know, 123 years to, from like everybody you see is wearing a hat to like no one wears hats? That's what, like, that's weird. If yeah. if you just say, oh, it was just the style back then, like, that seems unbelievable. Even though things are in style today, like, it's not, like, 100% of people. Right. I think that there was something different. Like, the sun was giving off different rays or something. Maybe it was, like, a modesty thing. Hmm. That, that could be the case. I guess there are, you know, lots of people have issues yeah. with hair. Yeah, like, I don't know. People who wear hijabs and stuff. I don't know. That That's a good, um, I hadn't thought of that theory but it was weird like i I don't know i i think that there is stuff that we don't know about the past that they don't tell us i also think that like maybe um (laughs) like because people dressed nicer right right you know like it was if you were leaving your house like you were to be dressed more formally Mm, than we are today like you would not be going out in cookie monster pajama pants in the 1800s obviously like that wasn't didn't exist but you know what i mean like you wouldn't be dressing like people dressed to go to Walmart. You, would, you wouldn't even would be think. dressed like we are right now. Like, we're not dressed inappropriately, but, like, a hundred years ago, like, if you were leaving your house at all, period, 
you were to be dressed very formally with several layers, and usually that would consider right. maybe gloves and maybe a hat. Um, and it could be a modesty thing, or even like people um, who didn't have like high paying jobs, like just like the paper boy, he was wearing like something kind of little, fancy, yeah, kind of like a, a suit almost. Today. Yeah, even when they were in their houses, I watched this yeah. YouTube well, video. This woman, she does like um, 1800s period mm-hmm. dress, and she showed the day of an average housewife back then and she would change her clothes like six times what? with all the different layers and like all these buttons yeah. and so many wow. things on and off all day long. Different outfits for different parts of your day like going to the store would be a different outfit than everything. You had to be dressed like when your husband was up in the morning you had to like be all dressed oh, up. Oh yeah, you better, yeah. It's weird. Uh-uh. That's <laughs> that's just terrible. Right. I, I just, I don't know. I don't, like I'm happy that we moved away from stuff like that but that's what we are talking about earlier. Sometimes we move away from things that aren't very... Like, they aren't very necessary, but we swing so far in the direction that we're in cookie monster pajama yeah. pants, like yeah. you said. Yeah. Imagine if, like, they saw somebody dressed like that. What would they think they that person was wearing? They wouldn't understand it, like, I don't think. Right. I don't think they'd crazy. understand it. Yeah. They'd put them in a mental asylum. Probably, <laughs> probably yeah. yeah. They, wouldn't, they would think they were, like, an alien, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Which? <laughs> oh, my God. Ian, Ian still believes that, like, sweatpants are basically pajamas. Like, I'll sometimes be, like, wearing... I agree sweatpants that are not cookie monster <laughs> themed or something like that to uh you know walmart or whatever yeah. and he'll be like oh you can wear pajamas if you want yeah. <laughs> he's like he's, he's like totally I judging agree. you i, I don't agree. unless you're like running track or like in your house lounging no sweatpants oh my i'm God. not like super <laughs> offended by it I probably wouldn't. I have more. For, I call them formal sweatpants. Right. <laughs> I have they're like nicer tight. sweatpants. Yeah, like there's and my worst ones. Yeah, like there's like a diff. Like there's like a tier system. Yeah, I definitely. You know what I mean, um, I guess if they're like kind of tailored e with like you know not yeah. schlubby and weird. Then yeah, if you okay. style, you just have to style yeah, them correctly. If it looks styled. Yeah. Okay. I got yeah. some Aritzia sweatpants recently just because like I think that people look so nice with them. They nearly look like. Car- they they are made to look kind of like cargo pants, mm-hmm. but they're feel like sweatpants. So I got those recently, and I love them so much. They feel so nice. But still, I went to go visit Ian wearing them. He was like, "You didn't have these pants before." I was like, "Yeah, I got them." I showed them to him, and he was just like, "I don't know." He's I could tell he thinks they're pajamas. Yeah, <laughs> he ridiculous. knows. It's like you can't really tell they're sweatpants, but he still knows. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you kind of can. I'm just yeah. saying, like they're nicer. Like I have sweatpants that I absolutely actually wouldn't leave the house in. And then I have some that I would, like, I went to go, unfortunately, pay taxes today, but they were closed. Um, but I, I wore these sweatpants. You can't see them on, you guys can't like, see what I'm wearing, but. What's the difference between, like, leggings? Like, I wear leggings. Yeah. You know what I mean? the fit. I guess I'd, so, yeah. Sweatpants are kind of schlubby looking. I, I, have, I have, like, tight sweatpants that are, like, sweatpants material, but, like, they might as well be leggings. Mm-hmm. That's okay. So. Yeah. Uh, my thing about it is, uh, like, as I get older, I don't. I don't care what anyone else is wearing, so I'm not even, like, judging what other people yeah. wear at all. But I want to leave my house in leggings less, unless they're really good about absolutely zero, I wonder if I can say this on the air, but camel toe. Yeah, I think that's like, fine. I think that's fine. There there can't be even, like, a hint of that. Like, that's, yeah. I'm not going to leave the house in that. But I, Yeah, I understand that. But even, like, going to, like, the, you know, like, back to the Walmart, like, Cookie Monster pajama pants thing, like... The where we just moved recently, right? So like where we went, um, we went to the local Walmart, which is oh. you know it's like not not too far away, but it's different than the Walmart in. Is Keen, it better right? than the Keen one? It's a super Walmart, so nice. like, that's better. Oh my god! 
But I was looking around That's and awesome. I'm like, there were people in pajamas. And I was mm-hmm. like, I, like first thing I thought was like white trash. Yeah. That was like the first I was like, and I, I said something to Matt. I was like, you can tell like the area we moved to is like a little bit more trashy than Keene. And he was mm-hmm. like, oh, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, I mean, do you remember Walmart? Like people were le- like in legit Close. pajamas. Oh, you know what I mean? I thought like, you saying it, Keen. Like even like like beyond sweatpants, like there's like going going out in sweatpants that whatever I can forgive. Yeah, you're wearing like printed pajama pants, like Stewie. Oh my god, ew! There was this guy I used to work with that wore these Stewie pajama pants all the time to like. So like I worked at the grocery store bagging groceries, so I would see him there in these Stewie pajama pants, and you he can't smelled do bad. that. You can't do that. But then I um, started working at the hotel, and a few years later, he got a job there, and he smelled so bad, I complained about him multiple times. But yeah, he would. Oh my god, I'm just traumatized by those Stewie pajama pants that he would wear out. Even if we like had a event, like my hotel, we had so many like potlucks and stuff, and like people who weren't on the job would be allowed to come and like partake. And uh, he would like into the hotel we all worked at wear those Stewie pajama pants. I feel like that shouldn't be like. Isn't that against the dress code? Well, he wasn't working, so they wouldn't tell him, like, you can't wear that. But that's what I'm saying. It's, like, it's so inappropriate to, like, go to your workplace. I don't know. And it's, like, when you go to, like, different areas, like, if you go to, like, a nicer area, like, you're going to, like, the way people are dressed in the grocery store or in Walmart is going to be different than, like, if you go to somewhere where people, you know, aren't as cultured, so to speak. Like, yeah, they're going to be dressed. I... Mm. People will probably be like, oh, this is judgy, what we're saying. But yeah. I don't think so, because the way that you present yourself to the world says a lot about how you yeah. care about yourself. And it's the same it thing does, as being yeah. So if you don't put like, any effort into, like, looking normal, I guess yeah, is the yeah. word, normal to society, and you just go in your pajamas and your hair's not brushed yeah. and you look a mess, it says that you don't care Yeah, about you don't have yourself. any... You don't have any say over how other people are thinking of you, right. other than like just like presenting yourself in a way you want people to see you. So, and that's the thing. Like, I guess it doesn't really matter what other people think of you, obviously. But, but they're gonna think it though. But there's a certain kind of person. You know what I mean? Like, it, it does say something about your character because, like, the same person that's in Walmart in their pajamas, like, you know, like the CEO of a company who is dressed more formally to do anything. Like, they are leaving the house, like, well, like, clean and, you know, like, ready to whatever. Like, if they ran into their boss or somebody or, you know, there was a job opportunity at Walmart that they bumped into somebody and is networking, like, they would feel proud of how they look. Like, they will not leave the house unless they are clean and and wearing, you know, decent clothing. The people who are, like, not... I mean, those are two different types of people, and it's always like that, almost definitely. And mm-hmm. the the other thing about it, I'm not saying I will not, like, wear sweatpants to Walmart. I absolutely will. But, like, people who are just, uh, like, either really obscene or in pajamas at Walmart, that's oh, that one too. a whole the different. really obscenely dressed yeah. people, like, with nothing on. Yeah. yeah. I love the, the people of Walmart website. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That happens a little less up here, maybe because it's cold half of the year. Yeah. But I feel like... <laughs> Um, especially even when I lived in San Antonio, I would sometimes be like, "Ew, what the like?" Yeah, it's like, why are you wearing a a fishnet bodysuit? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. 
but I also lived in the same town as, oh my God, I just forgot her name. There is a, my 600 pound life person that lived in the same uh, town I lived in for a short while, right outside of San Antonio. Her name started with a J, it was like Jalisa or something like that. And um, I knew I lived in the same time, town as her, but I never saw her. But my sister worked at Bucky's, which is a huge gas yeah, station. Yeah, love Bucky's. She saw that girl there. Oh, I can't remember <gasps> really? her name. Oh, and that's... she was like, I wanted to say hi so bad because she's like a fan. It's Free Talk Live. More coming up. control 603-283-6160 is the phone number for you to call in to bring whatever thoughts you have on your mind to the radio to everybody listening that's 603-283-6160 and with you in the studio tonight you've got me bonnie Lori, and nikki and we've been talking about the government is really working hard. They're working on figuring out the most important things in our lives so we don't have to spend our time thinking about this stuff. They're wondering and trying to get to the bottom of this question. Is a potato a vegetable or a grain? It's a heated debate. So I just feel like it's impossible to be a, a grain. It's just not. You know what I mean? I, I don't really know what that means exactly. Like when I think of a grain, I don't think of potato. So I feel like I am definitely leaning on the side of it's a root and it's a vegetable. Like, it's a root vegetable. That's a term, right? Yeah. So it's a root vegetable, isn't it? Yes. Or potatoes don't have any, like... wait, they're tubers. There's, like, a chemical composition of, like, what a grain is. You know what I mean? It's just, like, a seed. You know what I mean? Um, I I have the definition of grain. A grain is a small, hard, dried fruit. Okay, I I didn't think it was a fruit, but with or without an attached hull layer harvested for human or animal consumption, whatever. It's not a very good definition. So it's just like, it kind of looks like a little seed. When you see grain growing, you don't eat that whole stalk, I don't think. Well, I I don't don't think so, but it's like, even when you think of like wheat, okay, wheat's a grain, you like know what wheat looks like when it's growing Mm -hmm. and like it's processed. But you don't need that whole long string, right? I don't think so. I think I'm it's just sure the ends take, of it. Yeah, it's the, just, it's just the, the, the ends. ends. Yeah. But also, like, look wheat at berries, wheat. berries, I think they're called. Yeah, yeah, the wheat berries. Oh. So, so look at yeah. wheat. That kind of makes it sound like a fruit. You know, like, look at even, like, seeds and stuff. And then look at a potato. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, these are just two completely different things. And like, you can't classify it as a grain. It's just, it would just literally be wrong. And I gotta look up um, what a potato plant looks like because I know exactly what a sweet potato plant looks like off the top of my head. But I don't really know what a potato plant looks like, so I'm just going to look that up and see if it looks any more grainy. Nope, it looks sort of like a... It's like a plant. It's a green, you know? It looks like a specific flower. Like, I can't think of what right now. I can't think of any other grain that grows under the ground. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's it's like the root of it. You know what I mean? It's it's just a different thing. I got a little lost here. Okay, I found it. So, 
they're saying that white potatoes, which come in various colors, are, and this is from the Wall Street Journal, by the way, white potatoes, which come in various colors, are classified as starchy vegetables, but the committee, um, which is the U.S. Dietary Guidelines Advisory Committee, the gu- committee could uproot potatoes from the vegetable bin and toss them in with a broader category of rice and other grains and carbohydrates as the Departments of Agriculture and Human Health and Human Services weighs updates to national diet guidelines for 2025. I mean, I guess, yeah, it, it has carbohydrate. Like, it's composed of carbohydrates. So, lot, so I guess lots of vegetables are. they like could that. say that. Yeah, like, a lot of, like, every single fruit is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and that's just, like, the chemical composition of food. Like, proteins, carbo- carbohydrates. Like, we're talking about, like, the, this is, like, the molecular structure of the food. I, it's just, I don't know. I, I just don't, th- this just sounds like so dumb. So I looked at the food pyramid because I didn't even know what it looked like. Because mm-hmm. well, They changed it. Is this the new one or the old one? They changed oh. it. The plate. Now it looks like a plate. Oh, Because Americans are so dumb mm. that they couldn't read the original food pyramid. So they, they made it a plate so it's easier hmm. for dumb Americans to, plate, to look at it. Like a pie chart plate or something or just like a plate They, with a they call it my plate. Yeah. Mm. And it's like, this is how much... They, so it's a, it's a circle, right? It's a plate. And then they're like, this is how much carbs you're supposed to have. And it's half of the plate. This is how much meat you're supposed to have. And it's like a little portion. And this is how much like fruits and vegetables you're supposed to have. I just hate them no, so much because... still a, It's still a pyramid. So they want hmm. you to eat mostly bread and rice? Yeah. Is that why they want to put potatoes into that category so they could subsidize potatoes? Probably. Hmm. Yeah, you're you're right. Like when government is thinking of stuff like this, like There's they have to a have reason. a yeah, um, alternative, al- well, you know, ulterior motive, right? Because yeah. otherwise, why does it matter? Yep. I mean, one thing I was thinking was like they're just being they're g- making work like it's make work, so that way they're like yeah. oh, I'm busy, yeah, figuring out what a potato is. No, there's always something. Yep. And usually, it has to do with money. Yeah. It says, the scientific debate isn't easy to follow. you got to be really smart. But it sounds like a half-baked idea to Cam Quarles. I guess that's a name. Chief executive of the National Potato Council. Is that real? A potato industry group. That's crazy. So that, so I feel like this is like satire. What do you like to do in your free time? Oh, I head up the uh, <laughs> potato council. <laughs> the potato council. Um... So Gosh. it seems like the potato industry is against this for some reason. Hmm. The dietary guidelines shape nutrition advice to Americans, as well as what foods are served in school cafeterias. So it is the same people that. Um, oh, so they were essentially vegetable. like lobbying because they were like, we want more potatoes in school. Like they're trying to sell potatoes to whatever company serves the children the prison food that they get. So they want more potatoes. Somebody must be involved in that. Says the dietary guidelines. Okay, I already read that. Sorry. Um, they de- they decide what nutrition advice schools get, as well as what foods are. Oh, I'm sorry. I read that so wrong. Potatoes, according to Quarles, which is the guy from the Potato Council, should be respected as a gateway vegetable. Kids are far more likely to eat dishes <laughs> with oh other God. vegetables. <laughs> If potatoes are involved, he said. That's just a gateway vegetable. Like, Mm -hmm. why are they? Why do you have to be tricked into eating vegetables anyway? I don't. Because your parents gave you candy. So confused. Yeah, it's because okay. This is the thing too. It's like 
most of the adults in the United States are like so unhealthy and have never eaten real food in their life that they also don't like vegetables. And it's like, this is why your kids don't like vegetables because you're also not eating vegetables. It's like if you're feeding your kid broccoli, like you're singling your kid out and you're like, oh, you need to eat your peas and you're not also eating that. Why would your kid think that that's appetizing? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And also like if you suck at cooking and you're feeding them like overcooked bland broccoli with like no seasoning on it like of course That's it's so gonna sad. taste bad you know like that I, yeah exactly i just feel so grateful that my dad like loves to cook like imagine yeah. that like you're Even a kid you can't control your life and you're getting served this bland overcooked so broccoli. sad and that then you're like really being sad. punished for not eating it it's oh like God. well this isn't food like this is slop like what do you expect and then again I, I wouldn't eat any of the meat my dad made and i had to get yelled at until i would finally eat it even if you don't like vegetables, you can still put them on your kid's plate when they're little, 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 little Oh, kids. yeah, yeah, right, exactly. And then they'll eat them That's because like- they're little, and then they'll grow up and continue eating them. Yeah. Like, so many people looked at me weird because my kids like sardines. Like, they-, hmm. they I used to eat sardines when I was a kid. Them. They, yeah. They're like, can we have sardines? And I'm like, of course you can. Oh because and I'm they're super nutritious, them. yeah. They're really good for you. Because I've been feeding and it wouldn't them freak them them out, they yeah. were babies. See, like, yeah. I just couldn't eat a sardine because yeah. it freaks me out. But if I have been eating it since I was a kid, I probably would. Yeah. My dad. Like, are great. Well, my like dad really ate them. Kid. So, and I was like, oh, you know, I saw my dad eating them. And I also was like five years old and thought I was a cat. <laughs> so, <laughs> of course, I'm going to eat sardines because that's what cats eat. <laughs> so many kids do that. Like, every like kid. Like, think they're a f- an animal? Pretends to be a cat. Uh, specifically a cat, yeah. I feel like. But also, like, a dog. Like. The other day I was at my friend's yeah. house and her seven-year-old was like, I'm a dog. I'm a dog. And she was like, no, you're not. Like, she was getting so tired of it. <laughs> but, yeah, like, every little kid does that. And it's weird. Yeah. Well, potatoes are obviously one of the best vegetables. I love potatoes so much. And you can make french fries, by the way, that aren't bad for you. That's the other thing I forgot to say earlier when we were, they were like, oh, kids want credit for eating veggies in the form of fries. It would be credit for eating good things. If you cut up a potato yourself and then put it in olive oil and some salt, if you're like anti-salt, like, whatever. Or like tallow or beef yeah. fat. Like mm-hmm. tallow and beef fat are I- incredibly nutritious. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you know what oh I mean? God, like so those are healthy fats. You know, like there are a lot of like vitamins in those fats. So if you were to even deep fry potato chips or whatever. Or with like an air fryer, you wouldn't need that much. Yeah, exactly. Oh or an God. air fryer, yeah, That's you like wouldn't even idea. really need any, you know what I mean? So like yeah. there are ways to prepare foods where like you're even enhancing the nutritional value of it. I totally am going to do that because I've been doing olive oil and making french fries and it's so good. But I think it might be better with beef tallow, but mm-hmm. that's just like a lot for the way the method I'm using. But oh, yeah. If yeah, I got I air fry, fryer. So. They're on sale. Oh, really? Yeah. I bet they are. It's time I saw for Christmas. Yesterday. I was like, oh. we're at. Oh, sorry. Well, we can yeah, talk we'll about this later. later. <laughs> um, well, they're talking about the scientific debate between potatoes that, you know, people who don't really care about science and care more about like what classification of potato gets them more money. People in DC. <laughs> yeah, literally. It says, um, well, this guy, his last name is Quarles, says that. Vegetables should be respected as a gateway vegetable. I'm sorry, potatoes are a gateway vegetable, and kids are far more likely to eat dishes with other vegetables if potatoes are involved. But not all parents swallow that trail of tubers, sorry, swallow that a trail of tubers leads to leafy greens. I just, I think this is so ridiculous. Like, is anyone actually saying this stuff that they're quoting parents as saying? 
I like, don't think so. Not like the exact quote, but I mean like our parents sitting around like, I don't know if I buy that. You just <laughs> make your kid eat something. The thing that bothers me, I love my parents and I think they're good people, but they have had a million kids. So now that they have uh, three really young kids at home right now, okay, one is like severely autistic, so you probably shouldn't count him. But the other two, my parents are always saying like, they won't eat anything else, Bonnie. They, w- they won't eat cereal. They won't eat this and that. You just make them, and then if they're starving, they'll eat something good. And especially, like, when they were really little, you should have started then, but you didn't. And you got to offer them a lot of options. Yeah. Like, you make a plate with all different kinds of options on hmm. it, and then and like, something. There hmm. are healthy alternatives, like, say, if your kid, because it is common for, like, kids when they're two or three to kind of go through, like, a food strike or whatever. Um, but if it's like, okay, I'm only going to eat this particular food, like, I think there are ways to pick a healthy option of that particular thing. I think it's very... You can very, trick kids so easily. Yeah, like, okay, you're only going to eat mac and cheese? Okay, well, let's blend up some veggies in the mac right, and cheese. You know, exactly. like, there are... Butternut there are, squash mac and cheese. Yeah, like, there are ways to kind of, like, get creative with it. And and I also think, like, with certain things, it's like... I don't know. I, I see a lot of parents who get, like, a little, like, too wrapped up in, like, the... The, the things their kids are eating, like, the... Their mannerisms, I don't know. I just think people put a little too much stock in, like, oh, my kid's refusing to eat this. It's, Mm. like, if you just kind of, like, create a culture in your family of, like, this is what we're eating and, like, these are the healthier options, I think eventually, like, those food strikes end and and kids will kind of start to eat, like, healthier food as the family changes. You know what I mean? If you just give them options, they'll pick things out of those options that they will eat, too. Like, if they just don't want to eat a certain thing, they'll make them eat it. Yeah. My kid doesn't like milk. Like a- I don't make her drink milk. But it, and mm. isn't it like kind of messed up too? It's like as an adult, like I'm allowed to have foods that I don't like. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody has like, preferences. I'm not forcing my husband to eat raw carrots. Right. He doesn't like them. So I'm not going to serve him raw carrots. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? It's like the same with the kid. It's like we should be respecting our children as human beings. And it's like, you don't like that particular food. Like, okay. it's here for you if you want it. But like, like, here are other options. Like, that's just like. The only thing is a like, nice thing. I think yeah. that people should util- utilize tricking their kids though, because it's like, well, you couldn't have just made me eat meat as a kid. Like I would literally sit at the table for an extra hour or so, crying until my dad, my was, you're not leaving. And like he wasn't really yelling at me, but he'd be like, "You're not leaving until you eat this. Uh, f- two more bites. Two more bites, wanting you know." And it was like probably really freaking frustrating. Well, um, but that probably made it worse though. It, it, I I kind of think that, but also it's just like. Wh- what was he supposed to do? Like, I what wouldn't gain weight, and meat is like really important. Like, I didn't want any meat. But the thing is, this is this is why I think people should just be ready to have kids and not just be like, oh, I want to have ten, so I'm going to start at eighteen. Like, you should be really ready to have kids and know about stuff like that that kids might do. So that way, you can like, when I was a really little kid, he could have told me that meat was animals, and I would be used to that. But when yeah. I figured that out when I was five years old, because I didn't grow up on a farm, yeah, it was so disgusting. I was like, wait, when you said vein, you literally meant vein. Yeah. Like when you're talking about a vein in a chicken and and the bones, like this yeah. is really an animal, and that was just so mind blowing to me. I couldn't eat meat. And yeah, I think that's a great point, and I think like. You know, I'm sure, like, you you probably wouldn't want to eat, like, a pork chop, but I'm sure, like, if they made, like, lasagna, or, like, there are different ways to yeah, kind of prepare exactly. meats. Yeah, Where, right. like, if you're that concerned about your child's, like, nutritional health and they're, like, really underweight, like, there are kind of ways to, like, 
that's a perfect example too to like something okay something they will eat like giving them more options Mm -hmm. right like that's a perfect example because i hated pork chops or any kind of meat with like a bone in it but it could have been given to me uh, like if the, if my parents gave me chicken nuggets, I would eat those because I was like, yeah. oh hell, he- heck yeah! Wait, can you say that on there? I think so. Um, um, one of other things like beans, yeah, s- nut butters, yeah. You know, you can yeah. get all of that stuff without eating yeah. meat too. Well, in, mm-hmm. in this year of our Lord, whatever year it was, yeah. <laughs> um, one of my friends was telling me, you know, like my daughters are really picky, and you know they, but they like chicken nuggets. So she's like, it's hard for me to get them to eat everything. They like chicken nuggets, so I buy them organic frozen chicken nuggets it's super easy for me to prepare and she's like this is what they're they'll eat right now Mm -hmm. so this is what i'm cooking like there are way worse things i could be feeding my kids yeah they're chicken nuggets but if they will eat these every day they have protein they have you know like i'm just going to keep buying these from the grocery store and then you know offer them different things as well and like hopefully like eventually like they're 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 two and four years old like that is normal for kids those age to kind of just be like you know what I mean? Like, there's just, I think, yeah. ways around this. Yeah. Yeah. You just it, give it's them just, options. I don't know. I, I just feel like a lot of people are just lazy. Like, even if your kids would only eat um, chicken nuggets and you didn't like the stuff that's in the breading, you could make your own chicken nuggets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But people yeah. just think that's impossible. 603-283-6160 is the number. We do have a caller on the line, David, in New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Ferment. Excuse me. Fermentation. Nice. What about I haven't uh, <laughs> used lots of stuff. Um, butter is a fermented product. Um, really? Meat, b- beef is fermented. All breads, not just sourdough, they're all fermented. The cheese is fermented. Uh, buttermilk, sour cream, I yogurt. I don't think technically most of those things are fermented, yeah, though, what, what by, based by on like, the definition of the word. Yeah, what do you mean by, like, fermented? beef is fermented, for example? Like, how? Because... Well, the, the most expensive beef is, is prime aged beef, right? Why do they age it? To get all of the, like, Juicy. toxins oh. and stuff out of it. You know, like, you have to hang it for a certain amount. of. I think legally you have to hang a cow for I don't know how long it is, but you have to hang them for a certain amount of time. That's for toxins? Can process. Yeah, I, I, I doubt, I I doubt that. that's true, but the, the reason that it you is hang true. beef and let it... And let it you okay, hang meat, right, yeah. I'm wrong. The reason, well, quality meat, you do. The reason you age beef is because it becomes more tender. Why does it become more tender? Because the the muscle tissue breaks down. Why does muscle tissue break down? Because of organic processes uh, involving fermentation. Okay, um, I can believe that. And okay, and you've you've had summer sausage, right? Summer sausage. I I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. um, Red tubes of self yeah. shelf stable yeah. stuff that you see at the store like near the oh, um, um, right. liverwurst like that no hmm. like yeah, no i don't well, think i've had that not summer sausage, but liver, it's not summer liverwurst isn't summer sausage but all sausage is sausage and hmm. sausages are ferment, fermented for different lengths of time and uh unfortunately in the modern uh meat processing they fake a lot of processes what they do is they put in additives that uh, simulate the fermentation process so they don't have to actually spend the time fermenting it but uh, like, for instance, when I lived, I lived in Switzerland, I'd go to my girlfriend's parents' house and you'd go down in the cellar and there would be sausages hanging there. They'd been hanging there. It, it didn't matter if they hung there for a year because they were, sta- they were stable because they had fermented enough that there was enough uh, acid 
uh, in there. And I'm not a chemist, so I, I can't tell you exactly. I mean, like, is aged different... like the same exact thing as fermented? Because one thing about fermenting foods is like I um, just like I I learned that like I just like I will get basically sick if I eat broccoli that's raw. But if I eat fermented, like any vegetable, it's so much better for me. Like you don't get all gassy and feel terrible. Um, yeah, because the the fermenting actually has done uh, some of the process that right, your exactly. body was doing. That's yeah, why, so like, still... um, like cows can eat a bunch of vegetables that we can't eat, or just like grains, like r- grasses. Humans literally can't get any nutrition out of cows can because they have seven stomachs. So people basically well, well, recreated that, or or so, four. My bad, I thought it was seven. But um, um, also monkeys, they eat a bunch of different things that. Humans can't eat, and that, they have a big pot belly because their belly does like a fermentation process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just have different digestive systems, and that's why, like, I, I just can't eat like a raw one freaking cows, broccoli. One of cows' stomachs actually has a microbe inside of it that ferments their food for them. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's yeah. oh my god, so but, jealous. Yeah, yeah <laughs> cows are yeah cows are essentially living off of alcohol because yeah. they're 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 taking cellulose in the form of grass. Or whatever else plant material that they eat that, that you and I can't eat because we don't have the four-stage digest, digestion process that they do, and they, excuse me, they literally let it ferment in their stomach, and they're and they're basically converting cellulose instead of uh, simple sugars like we can convert. They're convert, converting uh, complex carbohydrate in the form of cellulose, you know, like wood that we can't convert, and they're essentially turning into into a sugar, uh, which is a quasi alcohol. Once again, I'm not an expert. I'm not a chemist. So somebody who is can explain that more clearly. Um, but uh, I haven't used a refrigerator in 15 years. As a matter of fact, I just posted a meme or reposted a meme that was kind of cute from one of the uh, uh, one of the uh, cowboy families that live out to the west of me, where there is like the literally the middle of nowhere. And uh, the the meme was it, it showed a picture of a, a bunch of groceries on the porch, and it says. Uh, happy uh, the porch is a fridge uh, season to anybody who celebrates and uh, all the people who do that uh, uh, reposted it and, and part of the message there is that there, there are lots of people like myself we don't I don't use a refrigerator and so in the summer I eat one way and in the spring and fall I eat another way and in the winter I eat another way because I got I got different uh, temperatures going on yeah. the the Indi- the East Indians are good ones to look up their recipes because they're like probably the most expert and all the peoples of the world, the Chinese are pretty good. Two Koreans, you know, like kimchi, you know, which is basically coleslaw, fresh coleslaw. But the the East Indians have perfected it, uh, the the fermentation, preservation, and, and with the adding of different spices that help to uh, make the, the the life longer. Oh, one, here's an interesting thing. I did an experiment, but I I have almost never had any buttermilk uh, go. This is store bought buttermilk, so they're not even using a or they're probably using uh, uh, chemical additives to accelerate the process, oh, natural yeah. chemical additives. But I've had, mm. I, I didn't experiment this last year. Oh, yeah, you can do I that with, like, vinegar. Butter- Pardon? I said, oh, yeah, you can do that with, like, vinegar. When you said natural, it's right. like, oh, yeah, well, it's probably not that bad. <laughs> right. You're right, yeah, exactly. And But this buttermilk that I bought from the store, I let it sit at room temperature for an entire year, and it was still uh, edible and not unpleasant really? at all, even after after a year not being in a refrigerator was it raw crazy well no 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 i'm sure it was, well, it was, it was from pasteurized? it was from the commercial um, oh. so, yeah so it had okay. to be pasteurized to come out to come out of a walmart is raw milk okay. um illegal in new mexico 
Uh, no, it, oh. it, um, it, it, the state of New Mexico allows it, and the, the, the city of Albuquerque, I think, was the only city that didn't allow its sale, and I think they recently uh, got rid of that law. Oh, yeah, but still a Walmart wouldn't carry it, even oh, in wait, a state where well, it's legal. Right. A- actually, I think not. Uh, let me correct myself. Actually, I think uh, Albuquerque still does prohibit it because that's why people in Albuquerque go to uh, the, the suburb of Corrales to uh, Moses Country Store to buy their raw milk there. All right. The other, the other, the other trick to get around buying raw milk is if, if it, if your, if your government uh, makes it illegal for you to sell raw milk for human consumption. Yeah, you do it um, for animal. Go to a pet store. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing as like um, if you need um, antibiotics, but you don't want to go to the doctor because you know. Yeah, have, just get fish antibiotics. Get fish mocks. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't have like insurance or something. I mean, yeah. I got kind of am anti antibiotics, but back yeah. when I wasn't. I used that before, and it was mm-hmm. it literally worked. It's literally just amoxicillin. Because it's the same, yeah. Yeah, and they don't sell it on Amazon because of that. And isn't that a little messed up? Yeah. So messed up. 603-283-6160. Thank you for the call, David, in New Mexico. Um, we're just going to move on talking about, the, so if, if you're a little confused, there was a caller a little while back that called in about he started fermenting things, and he thinks that people need to start learning that skill, which isn't a bad um, recommendation at all. You could go online and figure out how to ferment th- things and start doing it pretty easily. Um, 603-283-6160. Call us for more uh, tips before th- um, the grid goes down. 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. More coming up. This is Mark Edge with Free Talk Live. Mark Warden with PorcupineRealEstate.com is one of the best real estate agents I've ever worked with. I've been through about two dozen real estate transactions in my life, and I feel like I know what I'm doing, but there's always the things that you don't know that you don't know. Mark Warden with PorcupineRealEstate.com found a problem with the house that I was buying that ultimately saved me $65,000. He's a consummate professional, holds his people to his own high standards, and I would unequivocally recommend him for any real estate purchase in New Hampshire. Don't sell yourself short. Contact PorcupineRealEstate.com. 603-283-6160. 